Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's the most resilient parasite? Primetime with Isaac Insu. Can build cities, can transform the world, and rewrite all the rules. That's what I'm going to be doing every single night. Which is why... No, 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 no! I have to steal it. What are you talking about, Willis? This is Primetime with Isaac Insu. It'll, it's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The best in local, regional, and national sports. With no hidden agenda. Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Uh, Yaho? Is that the opposite of uh, Ahoy? Something God, like that's that? terrible. You didn't plan that, did you? Not at all. That was off the cuff. Clearly, yeah. if I planned it, it would have been better than that. Well, you know what? I actually, I think in play-by-play, you know, you listen to the gymnances of the world uh-huh. or all the play-by-play guys. I, I actually always think it sounds better when it's just natural. Well, the other thing, too, is I also feel like it's weird if you're like the pinch hitter and you have a signature thing that you start with. Right. Like, I, I'm not that it's, guy. It's like a try-hard thing. Yeah. Like, I, it's, I, it's not my show. I, I, I shouldn't have a, a catchphrase. Hey, look, that didn't work. No, But I applaud the effort. I tried to do a reverse souk, and I uh, got it wrong in the moment. I think. Yeah, Big Souk is out today, guys. Uh, Big Souk is in New Orleans. Big Souk, Big Easy. Louisiana. Yeah, he's partying. I guess his uh, w- uh, girlfriend, <laughs> wife, had a uh, work <laughs> function, and he's tagging along and getting drunk on Bourbon Street. Have you ever gotten drunk on Bourbon Street, Ryan Buckley? Uh, I have. My wife and I went on our honeymoon there. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so. Like, we, we went right from the wedding uh, down there, and we didn't... I guess we didn't get drunk on Bourbon Street. What's, there's the one right behind it that's... Uh, oh, it's it's there there it's another it's name. It's not Beale Street, is it? No, that's that's Memphis, right? Is oh, it Beale yeah. Street in Memphis? <laughs> and that's know. a whole other city. I don't know. But yes, I've been on Bourbon Street and uh, and been plenty inebriated all over New Orleans. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. Did you have a hurricane? I did. I, you have to do all the things. You have to get like the beignets, you have to do the hurricanes, you gotta go to like Lafitte's blacksmith probably yeah. for the uh, the hurricane. The coolest thing in so I went to New Orleans probably in and have not been back. It was probably ninety it was ninety three. Because it was my freshman year in college. Okay. That's how old I am. And it was it was a novelty at that time that you had walk-up bars. Like like the idea... Yeah, like, of, like windows where you could yes, just go get a drink? Yeah, yeah, where you could just walk. It, it was just so cool to us, young college douchebags, that you could walk around the, you know, on the street with a drink, albeit a giant... 36 ounce one of hurricane yeah that was a my i was blown away when i first went to vegas when i was like 22 and i'm like wait hold on you can just like leave the buildings and walk around with these things like that's like you could drink outside and smoke inside that's those are both allowed crazy super cool and my favorite new orleans story and i've told it a million times but I, i every time new orleans comes up i have to tell this 
uh, we went out. Uh, we went down there with a bunch of. Uh, I was in a stupid frat. They were awful. And so I was it. I. They were. All, I, I hated it. I, I. I hate to admit that I was even in it. But uh, I liked it. You did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I didn't. But at the time, you know, I was having a good time, and I've made some friends from it, and whatnot. But uh, most of them were giant douchebags. Uh, from That'll Kansas, happen. They, from Kansas City, they were all. It was clicky. You know, it's like. And, and they can certainly be that. And way. And I'm just a little small town guy from uh, Salina. You know, with great integrity. Just the, the little engine that could. You know, just a, just a, a quality sportsman. Yeah. And they didn't know what to do with me. So anyway. Yeah, that's a lot for you. It was like one of those walkouts. You know, when you're in a frat. You have a the pledge class has a walkout where they did you guys do this? I I don't know. Tell me what a walkout is. Well, Maybe we did it and called it something different. Well, you know they haze you and everything. Well, sure. And you know so they treat you like crap as a friend. They kind of can't anymore. But anyways, yeah, I that's know. A whole other but thing. back in my day, yeah, uh, they did, and it yeah, wasn't anything. My day, it wasn't anything bad. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was, all, it's all very. Some tolerable. of it was kind of funny, actually. A lot, a lot of it's funny. But uh, the walkout was the pledge class just rebels. And plans a trip and leaves. Oh, okay. And there's yeah. nothing the olds can do about it. Yeah, I think we called it a pledge retreat, and we were just okay. like, and like, and it, yeah, you, yeah, you just bail and do do your own thing. So we fly into New Orleans, and we get off the plane and start drinking. Of course, we're, I, I think there was maybe like 20 of us in in one hotel room. It was pandemonium. And oh, not kidding. No, we, I, the, it's the, it's that, like that's, sleep that's where you the fall. mentality of a, a yeah. twenty-year-old in college. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have any money or anything, so we go to uh, we go to Bourbon Street and we go into a strip club. The very first place we go into is a strip club. Mm-hmm. Down, Naturally, down on Bourbon Street, of course. And we're having a good time. We only spend about an hour in there, but you know we're tipping the girls and having a couple drinks, getting started, and then we move on to the next bar. <clears throat> and the bartender, you know, he's like, "Hey, where are you guys from?" He can tell we're all from out of town. Obviously, he's like, "Oh, we're." Uh, you know, we're from Can- University of Kansas, Rock Chalk. You know, we're here uh, for our walkout. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, where you been so far? It's like, oh, we were just down the street at Madame's or whatever sure. it was. He's like, oh, you know those are all dudes, right? <laughs> no, did not. <laughs> the banana hammocks didn't give it away? There, was, there, there weren't, weren't any. any. Oh, it was okay. Fooled us. All us right. naive little Kansas boys. Oh, we boy. had no idea. They were kind of hot. Not going to lie. But, yeah, they, I guess apparently they were all. Men. Speaking of being in from out of town, I heard a funny story from uh, Joey Votto the other we day. We had no idea. Yeah, Joey, I love Joey Votto. He's hilarious. So he was talking about being in St. Louis, and people are like, oh, you know, where are you from? And he's like, I'm from Cincinnati. He's like, you know, are you familiar with it at all? No, not really. You know anything about Cincinnati? No. You like baseball? Uh, kind of. <laughs> and and then he goes, and, and then he'll even say his name, and they'll be like, who? And he'll, he'll, he'll say, well, have you heard of Albert Pujols? And they're like, oh, yeah, St. Louis. And he goes, he finished second to me in the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we introduce himself to people who, like, don't know who he is. That's In St. Louis. Hey, uh, that is Ryan Buckley, guys. Ryan Buckley. Of Buck fame, normally pinned and strapped into the chair in the studio in the glass cage, but not today. No, he is here with he is here with me as Suk is out. Suk will be back on Tuesday when we're out at X Golf Vancouver. You may be able to tell via your uh, radio, especially if you're listening to us on uh, 99.5 HD2, that we are on location today. That's right. They let us out. We are at, and yes, uh, Buckley has his monkey suit on. He is sitting right. here on these black couches with a monkey suit. He's going to be walking around, handing out 1080 the fan keychains. Yeah, I got all the hot merch in his in his monkey suit. Uh, we are at the Oregon International Auto Show. We're at the convention center. Changed the name this year. You know, it used to be the uh, Portland International Auto Show, but now it's all of Oregon. It's the largest auto show in the Pacific Northwest, and we're here looking at cars. And I don't know about you, I'm not a 
huge car guy. I think I've had to learn to be a car guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like from I just from being in this industry. Well, no, not this industry. Over the over the years, I just think I've learned as I get older. I appreciate. Uh, uh, I just appreciate cars. I just I don't know about you. Like, what was your first car? Ford Explorer. Like used Ford Explorer SUV. Fancy. Yeah, that's fancy. Is it? I mean, it kind of is for a 18 year old, 17 year old. I mean, it was it was like 10 years old and had uh, 80 thousand miles on it or something okay. like that. It wasn't like it was still. A, still, that's nothing to be ashamed of. No, it was no, it was it was a great. It was definitely a great first because car. I think I've only owned SUVs. Well, I've, oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Big on that environment, are you? Yeah. But no, more more truthfully, uh, played baseball in high school, dragging my stuff around. Plus, um, was into skiing and snowboarding, and so would take that sucker up to Tahoe regularly. I had a Ford Explorer kick as well in my life. I had two or three of those in my twenties. Yeah. Nice, nice ride. And now, rate, now I've just evolved into the uh, the Portland Forester boy. Yeah, we need to get you a minivan. No, we will not be doing minivan for your gaggle of children. Yeah, not quite a gaggle yet, but uh, there's probably a new vehicle in our future. But uh, and maybe it's here today. I don't know. I bet it is. I bet if you looked around, it is. But I, uh, I you know. Do you think it's that Lamborghini back there? I don't. Uh, As a matter of fact, I know it's not. <laughs> I know it isn't either, but I, I want it to be. <laughs> I tell you what. I, so I, my first car was a uh, was a red 1965 Ford Mustang. Ooh. Now that is a badass first yes, car. Yes, it is. Right? Like my dad had three old Mustangs. Uh, uh, he had a, uh, I can't remember which one was the Fastback. I think the blue one was a Fastback. My brother got a white one. And I had the red one. Okay. Which ended up, it ended up burning up in a uh, McDonald's parking lot. Oh. Because wires got crossed and it caught on fire. Oh, goodness. I mean, not like big fire, but. But still. We had to put her down. But, I mean, that's a cool first car. Like, I, I feel like Definitely. most people's first cars, you know, they're either embarrassing or hunks of junk mm-hmm. or, you know, like you and I were really lucky. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you would think I would be car guy because of that, right? Like, my dad was kind of into it, but growing up, where I grew up, I don't know about you. My dad was into it. It didn't really rub off on me. He like oh. he worked on cars in college, and he like he 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 always lamented that he sold his last car to buy my mom's engagement ring. And uh, yeah, <laughs> ah, yes, the guilt trip. Uh huh. So, you, but that didn't that wasn't a thing for you. That's no, interesting. And, and it, but it did take for my brother, who's younger than me, and so he's 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 into okay. it. Okay. Yeah. So I never really got into it. It's not like my dad was working on cars or anything. But it, for me, it was always the idea that. Just how how you get a car. Like, my dad was always very, I don't know, he was just the guy that had nothing fancy other than those three Mustangs, right? And even those, he probably didn't pay a whole lot for. Right. Um, he has a lot of miles on them and stuff. They didn't even have power steering. You know, it was just kind of cool at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's the guy that would pay $8,000 and drive a car for 15 years. Yeah. You know, which is, it's just that, it's those Midwest sensibilities, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And that does not lend itself to... You know, loving cars and and getting in and out of really cool and well, awesome it's more about cars. utility, right? It, it's just it, exactly. it, and, fun, and functionality, exactly. Yeah. And that's how I grew up. Was a car is just to get you from A to B, and they're expensive, and so uh, do your best to take good care of your car, mm-hmm. but also just pay it off or or pay cash for it and just drive it until you can't drive it anymore. That's yep. that's it. That's all I, I was ever taught. I, I, I'm on my third car right now, and I drove the first two just till they died. And right, that's, that's and that's great. How I do it. But now, as you get, you know, as I get older, I'm pushing fifty, have a little bit more. Just Disposable income, I start to appreciate nice cars, especially yeah. because of the technology. You know, the technology in these things now, man. The curve on that is in, is insane. It's right. like it's not just that it's like oh, it's better than it was. You know, uh, 
a year ago. Like, if you've got a car and you haven't got a new one in five, six, seven years, like, it's a world difference. It's pretty badass. I mean, it's like like the, the car thing of, you know, just like the just like the muscle of, of driving it mm-hmm. never did anything for me. Same. But – the like I had a, a an Audi for a while and I want to get back into an Audi. Audi I don't think is here, but most brands are here this mm-hmm. weekend, um, because I just loved the feel and the technology element of it. Yeah. So I've kind of come to appreciate the automobile, although I still to this day don't really understand the best way to buy one, other than just plunk down tens of thousands of dollars of cash. You yeah. can either <laughs> lease or you can. I don't lease. Meh. We have a couple. Finance, nah, don't like that. I, I just never have gotten a grasp on how to get the car that I want. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, I'm a work in progress when it comes to autos, but it's always cool to come to a place like this and see all the new stuff, and it kind of makes you want to get into something new. Well, and I'm not sure exactly what I expected. I mean, certainly some of the exotic stuff that we see behind us over here, but the fact that pretty much every brand has whatever their new thing is to show off is uh, yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah, and tons of EVs, too. So uh, if oh, you so are... Soy Boys like Sue can show up. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> He's missing it. Uh, 20 bucks uh, for tickets. You can get them at the door. They do have military, senior, and uh, kid discounts. And then I think new this year, they have a family four-pack that's 50 bucks, and that's two adults, two kids. So if you want to come by today, tomorrow, or Sunday, we'll be open all the way until 7 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, we are at the Oregon Convention Center. Uh, whatever your lifestyle, whatever your jam, it's here, man. And by the way, uh, because they know us well, they've set us up, at least today. We're only here today, but um, you should come out this weekend. Um, they've set us up by the bar because they know us so well. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting... Shake leg, because I just want to get a beer. <laughs> well, you had thoughts on my drinking hiatus, and maybe we'll get to yeah, those later. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I do want to talk about that. Yeah. So Buckley is here with us today, sober for how many days? Just like a month. So it's basically. Well, do you're from... already thirty days in. No, 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 well, no. How long? Oh, oh, right you... now? Yeah. Uh, when did you start? Day after the Super Bowl. Okay. So, so like two weeks, okay. not even ten, right. ten days. Yeah. Two weeks over. Congratulations. Yeah, quitter. Give me my first chip. Uh, going yeah, quitter. You're going <laughs> thirty days, and then you're going to pick it back up. Yeah, basically, you're just going to go right into Mar- from like Super Bowl to March Madness. Yeah, I did we'll, that once. We'll, we'll dry spell once or twice. I did that back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, and I do have thoughts on that. And w- you know, maybe in the club, we can talk about that we'll see. tonight. We've got a lot on today's show. It may also not be the most important thing. What drinking? No, no, no. I'm saying no. It is that story because we do have things to get to. Oh, that's right. Well, I think the thing we should start with here, uh, Buckley. Besides our poll question, is. Uh, there is a see-through pants e- epidemic that has hit Major League Baseball. Oh, boy, and how. Gives new meaning to the term balls and strikes. <laughs> yeah, it does. Let's start there and have our poll question next. It's Buck and Rob today from the Oregon Convention Center, 314 on the fan. Isaac and Sue on the Odyssey app and 1080 the fan. All right, welcome back. We are at the Oregon International Auto Show at the Oregon Convention Center. Ryan Buckley is in for Souk. Rop here. Uh, if you want to come by, uh, they are open until Sunday evening here, all the way uh, until 10 tonight, 10 to 10 tomorrow, and 10 to 7 on uh, Sunday. And where else – I was thinking about this during the break. Where else can you – we were talking about all the uh, you know, the, uh, the newest models of pretty much everything. There's like over – I think they said over 20 global auto brands here. Um, where else – can you compare all of them in one place? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great point because you have you know dealerships have their yes. associated brands and things like that. But uh, you can even go to some that have like four or five brands. But you could come and see 
pretty much right. every brand here. Yeah, it's like normally, I, I mean, I haven't really been into the, uh, we haven't really dabbled in the car buying, uh, Yeah, we just haven't done that in a while. Like that space. Uh, the space, but um, usually you have to decide, like, you have to kind of res- research online, like, what you want. And then go to that de- that specific dealership. But here, you can check out all the new stuff from all the brands, which is uh, very cool. So we'll be here uh, until 7. The Vancouver Ford text line can be reached at 503-864-6326. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. VancouverFord.com. Poll question. Uh, yesterday, we asked you, what will most fix the Blazers cratering TV ratings? Uh, 36% said Phil Knight. Uh, 30% said easier to find games, 24% said just a better team, and 10% said nothing will fix the Blazers' cratering TV ratings. Uh, today, the poll question on X at 1080 The Fan. It is pinned to the top. It's brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, family business, helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Which local team is most in need of a coaching change? Hmm. Very provocative, Ryan Buckley. Always provocative. A rocking you on a Friday, I believe is what that's called. <laughs> uh, Oregon State men's basketball, Wayne Tinkle. Okay. Trailblazers, Chance Billups. Oregon women's basketball, Kelly Graves. Or a late add to the poll, 1080 the fan, Jeff Austin. <laughs> and let me tell you something. There's, there, there is a man here who suggested I replace Dana Altman on this poll question with Jeff Austin. Yeah. Do you know who suggested that? Jeff Austin. Jeff Austin. (laughs) That's how bad of a job Jeff Austin's doing. He's nominating himself to get the axe. That's right. And it's a good thing he's not listening right now. But his hair looks great. It always does. Uh, The fan crew is over there drinking already. We got... We got the whole crew. Kim, I'm gonna the I, usual suspects. I'm gonna talk uh, low because I don't want them to hear me. <laughs> yeah, make sure that the whole radio world can hear you, but not them in the same right. room as us. Yeah, right. Uh, it's Kim, our GM, uh-huh. Ryan Cooley, uh-huh. Kim's uh, significant other, mm-hmm. and uh, boss Jeff Austin. And oh, and sales bro Kurt, who's always part of this crew, who we should probably have an intervention with at some point here soon, <laughs> but. Uh, when they start drinking, I mean, it's what is it, three three twenty? Yeah, dude, give them two hours. You guys have, for those of you that listen to our show regularly, they came in all drunked up at the club one night, or for the club. Yeah, so that club has since been pulled from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> greatest so club hour ever. It, it was it was something. I don't greatest know. Greatest is an interesting superlative. Yeah. I don't know if I'd go there. Yeah. It was something. Yeah, it was something. But I'm just warning you with a low voice so they can't hear me. Mm-mm. It's happening again. <laughs> it's bound to. So which local team is most in need of a coaching change? I don't know how to answer that. I don't really know why Wayne Tinkle still has a job, but am I being a jerk by saying that? Um, I mean, they're I, not. That one to me is maybe a little bit more complicated because his success with them going to the Elite Eight was actually fairly recent, but it's been bad since. And, yeah, and it was bad before. And, and, and that's, that's true. And for me, I, I, it would still be, it'd still be Chance. Really? You... And, and here's the reason See, I'm why. I'm not on the fire chance And it's not wagon. because I think this is all his fault, but I think the reason you hired him was because you were supposed to contend with Dame. And you're supposed to use him being a veteran, former point guard, you know, guy who knows the game, knows the playoffs. Like, I think that was supposed to be his role, not to develop a bunch of young guys and, and, and do the rebuild. And not that he 
maybe doesn't have that tutelage, but he didn't have coaching experience before this, and, and, it, and it was or he didn't have head coaching experience before this, so it's not like he, he's he's been through this bring guys up kind of a thing as the, as the main leader. And I just, I, I feel like if you want to develop, uh, he would you would have picked a different guy than him initially. So I don't know that he fits the, the hmm. job description anymore. Well, that's interesting. I guess you could go down that road of, uh, you know, if you have young guys to develop, you need a coach who will develop them. And I'm not saying he can't, but I think if that was your goal, that's not the guy you would have picked. Right. So, right. If, and but for that I, reason, like, I, I, the other thing too is, if you're the Beavs and you're going into another conference now, that that's that's weird, murky water to navigate. And if you've got a guy who wants to be there, who's had some success, like yeah. like Tinkle, and he doesn't cost you that much, that, that may, maybe you stick with that because you, you know what you have. I I do see the argument to stick with Wayne Tinkle, hundred percent. I get that. At the same time, it's, I mean, but, it, but it's dude, they're three and thirteen in the league. They blew that game again last night. It's like yeah, and they've had and, and last year was really ugly too. Yeah. So I I. I could see that, but and the Gra- Graves right. is a wild one, though. Well, Graves is, but the, on the Oregon State thing, the the state of the program and where they're at may lend you to just sit tight with everything for the time being, especially with all the turnover in, in football. But yeah, Kelly Graves, I don't I don't know what to say about that program. I don't know what happened because you obviously you had Sabrina and you were riding high and you had the pandemic, but like. That that wasn't that long ago, and now they're a, a bottom half team in the conference, yeah. and a lot uh, of players left. Yeah, and yeah, I, I know very little about him personally, but it, it seemed like he was like beloved by that group that was there uh, going to the final four. He's a and, good dude. Yeah, and, and it, it, by all kinds accounts, it seems like it. So I don't know what the shift was or, or what happened. Maybe it was assistant coaches leaving. Or I, I don't have an explanation for it, but you would think that they would have been able to maybe maintain that a little bit better still under yeah. under him and it's gone away completely yeah see i on the chauncey thing i i don't i don't think you should move on from chance only because i just think you're in a transition period anyway so there's really no but point. do you want do you want to guide that transition period with the guy who you eventually want doing it or do you want to no. like no, you want it to I run don't. its course with the guy who's already here what i would what i would want if i'm the gm is i just want to I, I think chance is fine i do i, I don't think i mean I, I see elements of why they like him um, and I don't dislike him. I don't. I don't. There's not enough there for me to think he's doing a bad job. He deserves to be fired. Right. I just am not sure he's right for this spot anymore. That's I all. just feel like once you get to a place where you have drafted the guys you're going to draft, and you look at your roster and go, "Okay, this is what we're going to move forward with. This is the one we think in a year, two year, whatever, will compete." That's when you bring in your coach as the final piece. Hopefully, not Doc Rivers. Oh, and by a, the way, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. What, to, a, what a terrible decision. Not to, I mean, the, the elephant in the room here is he's actually in the room uh-huh. is Jeff Austin. Yes. And look, uh, <laughs> you know, the fan, the fan's kicking some ass, right? It's like, can you fire? It, we'd be like the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Firing but he's no, he's no Adrian Griffin rookie. It'd be like if the if I the know. Bucks had like uh, somebody yeah. much older in, in the fold. Right. Or, or just more experienced. Stan Van, he's like our Stan Van Gundy. Sure. Yeah. Or even Steve Jeff. Kerr. Yeah, 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 that's right. That w- great example. Although the Warriors, you know, well, yeah, they're okay. But uh, been there a while. But the fan is dominating, so I don't know how you get rid of Jeff Austin, although he probably deserves to be fired. <laughs> it's all that sexual harassment stuff, you know, but nobody really knows about that yet. Um, so on to baseball things. I've got a couple things here. Yeah. Well, we've got the see-through pants ep- epidemic here, and this is bothersome on a number of levels. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, you're seeing things you you didn't want to see, uh-uh. and you didn't think you'd see. Like uh, I know who Casey Schmidt is. Is that his name, Casey Schmidt? That's right. 
I know who he is. He is a, a rookie uh, stud third baseman for your San Francisco Giants. And now you know what his beanbag looks like. I never <laughs> thought I would, see, I would see his coin purse. And yet... Here we are, Major League Baseball. In a pretty harmless, like, you know, photo shoot for, you know, your media guide or whatever. And yeah, it's like, stuff God. is just transparent. Dang it, guys. Literally and figuratively. Yeah, I don't really understand why this... Okay, actually, on the Casey Schmidt thing, real quick. If you don't know, <laughs> Nike is making new uniforms for some teams in Major League Baseball. Kind of like the City Connect jersey type thing. And it's not all teams, from what I understand. I think it's I, just some teams. Oh, is that right? I, I think I thought it was all of them now, but and they farm that out to Fanatics. Right. They design it, farm it out to Fanatics. Fanatics has cheap crap and mm-hmm. sucks, mm-hmm. and so they send the. Um, now that everybody's in spring training. They're trying on their new stuff. They send the stuff to the teams, and the teams are taking you know all their preseason photos and everything. And we're seeing everybody's junk because you can see right through the damn pants. <laughs> it's the damnedest thing. Now on the Casey Schmidt thing, why does he not? How does he not? You know, like if I'm f- being photographed in those, I'm probably feeling a little self-conscious, and maybe I try to make sure that that doesn't happen, I, or he just doesn't. I think that you think, or you're used to that being uh, protected and not visible, and and not maybe seeing the the silhouette you know, or the outline or but whatever. But you know, the pants are see-through, so well. So I, I, at that point, he, I feel like he was the first. For me, I, I watched it unfold with Cal Raleigh being the first. It was yes. it was it was Cal Raleigh yes. doing something, and they realized, oh, you can see his jersey through the pants. Correct. And then Casey Schmidt was like the second guy that I saw. So at that point in time, he might not have known that that, that was the thing yet. Um, even though everyone's like, yeah, it's not great quality, whatever. I, maybe he just didn't have an awareness of it. But yeah, they're they're kind of hanging out there for the whole world to see. Yeah, it's it's just really mind boggling to me that this is even a thing like why have they not fixed this like that is something that if i'm major league baseball or nike or if, uh, whomever if i'm like the mariners we'll, I'm we'll just wear in. last year's pants exactly. and, uh, until you get a, until you fix it well the it. padres are doing that is, are they yeah i don't know if you saw <laughs> i didn't there is an awful photo to go along with casey schmidt cal raleigh and i think shohei otani you can kind of if you want to see what he's packing um, Vancouver Ford text slide the Red Sox New City Connects the Boston tea bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this picture of this uh, uh, Padres guy. I don't know who it is, but he's bent over stretching, uh, and it's from behind. And that one's not a photo shoot. That's just like him out on the field, yeah. and that is brutal. Oh my! What are we even looking at there? That what a mess! <laughs> so I just don't. I don't understand why this is not fixed yet. This is embarrassing. Just fix it. Make it go away. Right. Tell your te- send out an email. Tell your teams, hey, put on last year's stuff, and we'll we'll bring you new stuff. Is this just baseball being bad at handling stuff yes. like this? Yes. Because I feel like if if this were the NFL, or this were the NBA, this would have been fixed already, right? Or I think so. Or it's it's uh, all part of the plan. It's like um, I don't know. Maybe we blame Taylor Swift, in a sense that. You know, the NFL, so Major League Baseball is looking at the NFL going, well, Taylor Swift brought in all these women to watch NFL. That really helped them. I got it. See-through pants. Bring in the ladies. They're watching baseball. If the game's boring, at least you can stick around to see what uh, Jose or uh, Julio Rodriguez is packing in his pants. Sure, sure. You know, it's uh, maybe it's a good thing. Answer some questions about, uh, you know, Jose Altuve and proportions, things like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, you know, that'd be interesting. I, I bet a he, inquiring minds in Houston want to know. Games are going to have to air on Cinemax now. 
At any rate, um, it's an odd uh, conundrum, and it's especially odd that they, ha- like you said, haven't done anything. Well, they haven't about fixed it. it. But also, the other odd thing to me is uh, how they didn't catch it. Like, yeah, Rob, Rob Manfred said these uniforms because he he's been asked about it. Yeah, and he's like, oh god. Uh, he said they're the most tested uniform ever. What does that even like? He has to mean the, he's the material perform- was like well, tested. He's talking about performance. Sure, like they think they're like these state of the art performance uniforms. Okay, well if they're tested beyond belief, would you? N- would someone somewhere in the process not see that? Yeah, or were they tested on real people at any point? <laughs> right. Or, or were they just like sent through a machine that's like, yeah, that material's tough and durable? Fascinating. Um, at any rate. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do about that, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's not it's not all the teams. There's no way we're going to 162 games with those guys wearing those. No, those, those I, I don't know how they start the season with those. They won't. They can't. They can't. Or can they? It if is they Major do, League my baseball. Taylor Swift theory is uh, looking more and more plausible. Uh, all right, I've got one more baseball thing, and then we're going to get into um, an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal on the NBA asking the question: Is the NBA broken? It is 3.31. We are at the Oregon Convention Center. It's Isaac and Buck today. Let's go to Will Ortner with SportsCenter. Live from the Oregon International Auto Show, this is Primetime with Isaac and Sue on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. We're at the convention center hanging out at the Oregon International Auto Show where there are puppies. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, I didn't see them. I read that there would be in our little uh, media information, but uh, now that I know that they're actually here, I will go see them shortly. They're about a pitching wedge to your right. Awesome. Yeah, Subaru brought about, brought out a bunch of puppies, and you can adopt one thanks to them. Aw. Um, also, I was Are you just going went, to? No. Oh. I just went to the bathroom, and uh, two things jumped out. One... I don't know what kind of car that is right there. Again, uh, not a huge car guy, but what's the exotic behind the screen one here? Oh, that's that's the Lamborghini that's that I was talking Lambo. about. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like a matte, for, matte black. Obviously, you guys, you guys can't see it, but uh, matte black Lamborghini with black rims, too. It's Dude, pretty sexy. Can I just say that anything matte black yeah. is rad? It's very Batmobile-ish, and it's awesome. Oh, my God. That is such a sweet finish. Uh, and then I was uh, back towards the bathroom back there. They have the arrow teardrops. You know, those little... Uh-huh. Um, I love those. Like, do you? Yes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here that I would never buy, right? And for people who don't know, that's like a it's like a small trailer that yeah. you can camp in. It's just a little pull. Tra- yeah, you just pull it, and it's just it just looks like a little teardrop following your car, and you can sleep two in it, and then you can pull out the back. It's got the grill and everything. Uh, so you walk through here. I'm sure everybody's the same. You walk through here, and there's some things that interest you, and other things that don't. That interests me. That is something I would buy a teardrop. Could you buy that for me for Christmas? Um, I don't Please. think I can afford it. Uh, also, why wouldn't I get my own teardrop first? I think those are cool. Mm. You would what? I said, why? I, I think I would get my own self. Why, why, why oh. wouldn't I get my own first? Oh, well, maybe they'll have a... Or I guess we could buy share two, one. get one free. We could share one. You know, that's the thing with the kids these days. Did you know this? Kids kids are now going in on homes together. Fam- uh, like couples. Inter- really? Yeah. Huh. It's a thing. And apparently it's ending in a stunning turn of events. It's, it's ending not going poorly. well? Well, I mean, it is one way to... <laughs> I've always thought about that. Like, what if, what if like, you got eight couples... With a little bit of dough, and you just buy a mansion, and yeah. you share it. Yeah, you know, I have a friend who lives on basically like a, a private cul-de-sac with three other 
friends. They all like built houses there. So like, okay, they're, they're, that's kind of cool. They're totally separate from each other. Everyone has their own spaces, but it's like their little street of friends. Yeah, that's it's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, we're at the auto show. It is open here uh, tonight until ten. We're right by the green tent that's covering the bar. If you want to come say hi to Ryan Buckley, yeah, he doesn't get out in the wild much. No, never. Just look for the guy in the monkey suit. Yep. And then um, 10 to 10 tomorrow, 10 to 7 on uh, Sunday. Now, uh, one other baseball thing. First of all, I saw some Jim Palmer uniform humor. Uh, Jim Palmer is weighed in on the uh, see-through Okay, uniforms. I didn't see this. Well, he said Jockey would have been so happy. Ah, uh, yes. And, of course, Jim Palmer. Are you old enough to remember Jim Palmer in the Jockey ads? Barely. That, well, that's, that's like the edge of okay. me, me being aware of it. Like, not not. Not well, but I, I know of, I know that that was his thing. For you millennials, he was a Baltimore Orioles pitcher and a damn good one. And he would uh, he got made fun of a lot because he, the little uh, tidy well they're not like tidy whities but they're just like the swimsuit uh, jockey underwear. He was the okay. He would show off his bulge, you know, in magazines and stuff. Good for him. And he's right. Jockey would have been so happy if had this happened back then because then you could see his jockeys. Yeah, I mean. I would imagine, like, uh, I mean, if Michael Jordan were playing baseball at that point in time, Haynes would like it as well. Right. And what if the catcher, you know, it's like with these new uniforms, what if a catcher drops, you know, like one's a fastball, two's a curveball? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they have the pitch comp thing and everything now, but uh, just bear with me. It puts down two fingers, and the pitcher says he sees three. You know what I mean? Oh, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> well, you know ho- what I'm ho- saying? Hopefully uh, the, the color of flesh of the Hands right. is fine, and and that that would help the pitcher know the difference because if we have uh, flesh from somewhere else coming out of yeah. the uniforms, and we're in a big world of hurt, right? Or the pitcher's like, man, he's got a swollen finger. It's um, quite the finger he's got. Uh, real, real quick, before we get to the NBA, why does uh, so they were interviewing uh, Mike Trout yesterday because he's at camp. Um, I don't even know if he's healthy. I think he's healthy. Is he healthy? I don't know. I only know the comments that he made. Yeah, so th- they were interviewing him because, of course, the uh, big topic with the Angels, now that Shohei is gone, is what the hell are you still doing here, Mike Trout? <laughs> and, of course, they asked him that. And he said he doesn't want to go anywhere. And I See, I, I thought he that said that it was some. I, what I heard was that it was along the lines of, I would like to see management, like, take a swing and make some moves. But I, if they trade me, I can't do anything about that. Well, but know, I don't want to be traded. He is not young. I got to no. look this up. I think he. How many years do you think Mike Trout's played? Off the top of my head, I'm going to say ten. Looking it up, Mike Trout has played. He's 32. This will be his 14th year. Man. Yeah. Does that make you feel old? Not a spring chicken. Three MVPs. Uh. Of course, the rookie of the year. He's an all-star again last year. Um, 11-time all-star in 14 yeah, seasons. Yeah, dude, he's just a stud. He can he can do whatever he wants, basically. Yeah. Why does he not want to leave the Angels? Like, that is so weird. Does he not care about winning? It is an interesting thing because most superstars at this point in their career, they would be pushing for a change of scenery exactly. at some point. And he signed his – if I'm not mistaken, he signed his last contract long ago that it's not even – that crippling for another team to take on. So, oh, it like, isn't. I, I don't. What's he? Thirty, thirty-five million. A year? I, I think it's yeah. I think it's which in is that actually range, reasonable. Which is, that, that's what I'm saying is that I think at the time he signed it, it was like you know the biggest for a position player at that time. But now it doesn't look that crazy. I don't know. I find that odd. Uh, the Angels have just. I mean, and they're shockingly um, just bad. Like they they have not they have done nothing with him. 
As a matter of fact, I don't even know. If, have they made the playoffs with him? I think they did once, maybe. Did they? I don't remember it. Oh, yeah, they did because the Royals beat him. <laughs> there you go. In your face, Mike Trout. A real team. Mike Trout career postseason stats, he is 3 for 12. Oh, my God. One yeah, postseason, 2014. We swept him. There you go. So they, they have that year they won uh, 98 games. Pretty good. Since 85, 74, 80, 80, 72, 26 in the COVID year. 77, 73, 73. Dude, if I'm him, I'm requesting a trade. I'm getting out of there. I it, don't get it. Yeah, and, and maybe five years ago. Like, well, like, 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 it's but so, at least it's so last, overdue. The last three years, it's kind of like. And well, now yeah, Shohei's I mean, gone? Well, you, you had Otani. With, with not having him now, you've you got to go, man. Dude, I can't wait for baseball. I'm excited. Well, I don't think the Giants are going to be very good, but. I'm still excited for baseball. I love baseball. So you're one of those spoiled sports fans. If your team isn't good, you don't care? No, but since I, since they're not going to be good, I'm not going to be seeking them out in a market that I don't. They, you don't think they're going to be good? Didn't they sign? Uh, they, they play in the same division as the Dodgers. I mean, they, they might they might be okay. I don't think they're going to be a wild card team or a playoff team. Who do they have as their manager now? Uh, Bob Melvin, who I really like. The great Bob Melvin. Yeah, who didn't go so well in uh, San Diego. Yeah. Wow. But I like him. I love baseball. I'm glad it's back. All right. Uh, is the NBA broken? Next on The Fan. Live from the Oregon International Auto Show, this is Primetime with Isaac and Sue on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Tickets are 20 bucks. Oregon International Auto Show. Get your ass down here. We're at the convention center. Buck is in for Souk. Uh, Vancouver Ford text line says uh, Mike Trout just likes playing baseball and being left alone. And the Angels are perfect for that is what this text line says. And I kind of agree. I mean, when are o- they? When Otani went from the Angels to the Dodgers, the city of L.A. started introducing him like he just got to town. It was crazy. That's true. Uh, like Trout, he has kind of the best of both worlds because he's in L.A. Right. But you're not. But no one cares. The big thing like, you know, LeBron, <laughs> Dodgers, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's not. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I think if he's in another sport, we're killing him. NBA guys, although I guess you get it's it's your damned if you do, if you damned if you don't, because the Kevin Durant's of the world get killed for wanting to go to a winner. Um, so well, I, I don't know. I just well, but at the same time, that's because he he's done it three times. If Mike Trout decides one time he wants yeah. to go somewhere right. to win, like I don't think anyone's going to kill him for that. Can you think of another superstar, and I mean mega superstar athlete like Mike Trout, who is wasting away like that? Who is currently? Yeah, like, is there another guy? I was... Oh, man. Um, I mean, I was racking my brain. I, I couldn't really think of anybody. That's a pretty unique situation. Usually they... So you're thinking someone who's more of a veteran-type person? Super, just around? a superstar. Like, he is he is a mega superstar. No, he's not the best player in the league anymore. But he's like close. Pete Alonso? Ah, he's the, not. The Mets aren't competitive he's a well i was thinking other sport because baseball you know it's usually usually if you're that big of a star you're that good you buoy your team your teams are usually pretty damn good like right. you're that good of right. a quarterback or you're that good of a basketball player but um i don't know maybe connor maybe, mcdavid fits that for hockey he's the best oh, hockey connor player in the world McDavid. right now yeah that, that's true that's and true he plays for the oilers Yes. And they they started so poorly they fired their coach like 12 games into the season, okay. but then they went on the second longest winning streak in NHL history, and now they're like a wild card team. Okay. I don't so. think he's even played in a Stanley Cup final, and he is by far and away mm. touted as the number one NHL player. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good one, Will. Maybe uh, maybe Trout can go there. Ooh, Trout to Edmonton. Team up with Connor McDavid. There you go. 
Bring him to Anaheim. That's what it is. Bring Dave McDavid. Connor to McDavid to Anaheim. Well, yeah, you're right. Shohei Shohei is in the same city, and he's like now he's like instantly. Now he's a big deal. I mean, not that he wasn't before in baseball circles and stuff like that, but like now he's big in L.A. Dude, the Dodgers are going to be, and not to belabor baseball. I know there's some people that don't like hot baseball talk, but guess what? I don't care. <laughs> the Dodgers are going to be sick this year, and that is going to be madness. They have one of the highest over-under win totals like ever. ever, ever. It's, it's like, like 103. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. 103, 104. And they uh, and they had their first spring training game yesterday, and they beat the Padres 14-1. to They scored eight runs in the first inning. So. And T. Oscar Hernandez, as you know, being a, Mar- a former Mariner, he's going to mm-hmm. go there and probably hit 50 home runs. Yep. Well, 45. Yeah, because Shohei has to hit sure, six. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Text line pointing out, Dame was that guy until now. A superstar withering away in one in one place. Yeah, but I, uh, close. That's it, a pretty that's, good— I mean, that's not bad. It's close. I think that you know, the Blazers were good with him, though. You know? I mean, they— I mean, they, they got good. to a Western Conference Finals once. I know, but they were good. Like the well, Angels yeah. suck. Uh, you, oh, you, okay, no, but they—they're middling, right? They're—they're—they're five hundred-ish. Yeah, the little—that's a pretty good example. And the Blazers have never been like a massively threatening contender, and they're always kind of on yeah fringe middle. And he is a superstar. That's that's a good one. Uh, Wall Street Journal had this article, and I thought you would like it because you're a Warriors fan, and you probably watch more NBA than Souk anyway. So you're probably a better guy to t- to to uh, talk about this story, but. I thought it was very interesting what they were uh, writing about, um, and it was they're, they're ba- it was based on the premise of is the NBA better than ever or is the NBA broken? And it's interesting. They said this season alone in the NBA, it is responsible for the five best offenses in NBA history. Yeah, I saw a, a really wild um, graph that basically showed. The Warriors team that won 73 games, that broke the regular season record, Yes, they had at the time the most efficient offensive season ever. Yes. And if that team was playing in this season, they'd be like 21st in the league. Yeah, it's a, yeah that's right. They they talk about that in this story. They said they'd be 19th. The oh, se- yeah, there you go. The so, 73-win Warriors, most potent offense so in So I didn't realize NBA it was history. from this story, but yeah. The, I mean, and, and people, that was Durant. Yes. Thompson and Curry, like at, in all of their primes, when Curry was the unanimous MVP, and they won more games than yes. anyone ever, that and, it would, and offense, it would be below average in the in the league today. That offense would rank 19th in the in the league this season. Teams are scoring 113.1 points per 100 possessions, which is the most ever since they well they started tracking in 1977, so it's the most since then. And um, I think some people think that that's freaking phenomenal. When you're scoring 140 points uh, a night, other people think it's a complete failure of a league because there's no defense. So they talk about you know hand check. You know the hand check rule was big was a big deal, and that was too, that was all the way back in 2000 now. But olds like me remember that changed every that really altered the league. The hand check rule. Oh, um, big time! Changed scoring a lot. It opened up offense. You know. I mean, it was it opened up offense and created more free throws, so it was like a double-edged thing. And then, so the, so there's that element that changed. But then, because, you know, like I'm from the old school, like Pistons, you got to respect the Pistons. They're going to punch you in the mouth. And they're just not going to let you do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and there were guys all around the league that wouldn't let you do that. Right, the Jordan rules. Charles I mean, Oakley. Exactly. So that, that, to me, was a part of basketball, mm-hmm. and that was legislated out of basketball. Yep. 
Intentionally. Intentionally, yep, and because they wanted more offense. Well, mm-hmm. it worked. Then came the analytics of the three-pointer. And, oh, by the way, this guy by the name of Steph Curry, who is just a, a you know, sensation, right? So you combine those two things, and now teams are saying, you've know, got all these analytics saying, oh, you got to shoot the three. It doesn't even any, – any two-pointer that's not a layup or a dunk, shoot a three, right? Um, you combine those two things – and it becomes really, really hard to defend in the NBA, even good defenders. If you if you close up on a guy, he's going to go right by you. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you know, the other element of this is the evolution of the athlete. I mean, look at, look at Victor Wimbanyama, man. That yeah. guy is, like, think about him as an archetype just 20 years ago. You, you couldn't even picture him. No. That wasn't even, it's like, what? And he shoots threes? And he, what? No, I feel like, like Kevin Durant was the first kind of in that mold because he, or not in that mold, Wemignon is way bigger, w- way more of a, a, a center type, but the skilled big man, you know, the, the really Anthony I mean, Davis, and, and yeah, I mean, I mean, you could even say Sabonis way before that, but like the the idea, that, and now you're seeing it across. I mean, even a guy like Jokic who can do everything. There's there's a whole new um, almost breed of type of basketball player, um, and, and it's wild. Yeah, and and I think that's cool. I mean, that's part of sports that are it's fun to watch over time is the how the athlete evolves. And, you know, if you look at the NBA guys today, like, that's the thing that I think really helps the league is you have just freakish athletes. And not only just athletic, their their shooting ability, their scoring ability. Coaches are putting out five-man unit combos. Steph Curry was talking about this. Coaches are putting out five-man unit combos based on their, their certain skill sets. It's impossible to guard them. And so if you if you if you come up on a guy, he goes around you. If you sag back, he just kills you. If with you a give three. a guy help, you leave someone open who can shoot it. Like you there's, just there's... can't. It's impossible to guard this league. It's and so the question becomes: Is the league broken? To me, it is because of that. Or is it more fun than ever? What say Buck? And what say you on the Vancouver Ford text line? It's a great question. I mean, I, I I'm and I don't want to like fence sit on this one, but I I do think. Watching the three-pointer become what it has has been a really special thing. But at the same time, everything is – I mean, people say the lost art of the mid-range jumper. Like, that that's thats just, like, a, a small piece of it. The fact that the game looks completely different now and it's chucking long shots or it's fast-breaking to death and it's, it's, it's not really the same game anymore. It, yeah. Or at least it feels more pickup-like and – I'm still watching it. I still want to see the best teams and the best players compete, but I don't know if it's as, it's as appealing to the masses at large. You would think it would be because more scoring. Like, do I think people are clamoring for ninety eighty eight tonight between the Blazers and Nuggets? No, but I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. That the, I don't know that what we're going to tonight is bad. Well, I don't know that it has to be ninety to eighty eight. No. Um, at the same time, you wonder what the effect would be. If the league just stepped in and and helped defenses, Steve Kerr is is an advocate for this. He's like, you know, at some point you have to level this off. And so, would that just be bringing allowing hand checking to come back, yeah, or, or what, what? What is the solution to that? I, that's a great question. I don't know. I, I it's just. I don't know. That's that's one that because I would like to hear the ideas. I'm I'm open to trying to tweak it so that we get somewhere in between. Well, we'd probably want to bring on an NBA expert of some sort to talk about that. I think that's an interesting that, question. That's not you. No. Oh. I'll you, I'll, you want me to sound like an old man? Because I'm gonna. You brought up the mid range game. Who cares? How about the back to the basket game? Yeah. 
I mean, the like a, Hakeem like an Olaj- old punch move, the, <laughs> the dream shake. Yeah, freaking Skyhook was uh, indefensible. indefensible, dude. And it's just gaunt. Like it's just so odd to me that in a game where it would seem to me that <laughs> again, I'm going to sound 150 years old here because I am. <laughs> in a game where your percentages go up the closer you are to the basket. Why, when you're 7-1 and you have such an advantage, you're shooting anything outside of five feet. Blows me away. No, I get it. The modern guy like Wimby, Dirk, Durant, David, these guys can make that. At the same time, I would love another element of their game, which I believe would be unstoppable, and that's the Shaq element of, I'm going to bully your ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. not Wimby yet. He's too, you know. And, and no, but I know what you Durant's mean. brittle. But, you know, you know you know what I mean. Yeah. Just that big man who, let's get it down there to him, and he's either going to get to the free throw line or he's going to dump in two, and the percentage, uh, the, 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 it's a higher percentage shot, and we want more higher percentage shots. Like, that. that is completely gone from the NBA. Yeah. And it's just, to me, it just doesn't add up because it's just an easier way to score. I'm fascinated by this. I'm now trying to figure out what the right thing would be to try to course correct this a little bit because I do I do think it should be dialed back in a little bit, but I don't know what that solution is. And now the wheels are turning. There's one idea from the uh, Vancouver Four text line. This uh, is from Bob. He says, uh, "Bob, ma- make the ball a little bit bigger." What's up, Bob? Make the ball bigger. So basically, a three pointer is going to be much harder, but inside and in close, your big man game. Probably higher percentages from inside with, with with the bigger object. What if we gave the defense brooms? Oh, like uh, get a little kind of Harry Potter up in here. What do you think about that? Some Quidditch? See, I'm coming up with ideas. Broom I don't ball. know. I just, Kenny Smith was quoted in this article, and he said he thinks there's going to be a 100-point game. There's Somebody will score 100 points in a game. Oh, yeah, okay. In the next five years. I don't, that wouldn't surprise me, I guess. And that'd be cool. I mean, there's, yeah. but is it? And that that I don't know. No, I don't think so. Because if you're scoring 100, that means there's zero resistance. It means it wasn't a game. It means it was too easy. Yeah, that's right. And of course, you know they could move the three point line back because they continue to inch it back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, add a four point line. Give a three and a four. Add a ten point shot. Curry would be shooting that. Boy, logo logo Lillard. Keep pulling up. Ah, text, extend the arc with no break, eliminate corner threes. Okay. Yeah. I mean. I feel like that no one would use that space, but I don't know. Like, like yeah. who would even go uh, down to the corner? Look, I'm out of my league now. I'm out, I, I, <laughs> I just raised the question. I, I have no answers to this. I just want. If someone says the NBA should start by calling traveling, you'd also probably call carrying. Oh, my and, God. Uh, that also makes me sound 150 years old, but I could not agree more. Yeah. Boomer. I am. I, that drives me ins- <laughs> insane. It's like, how many steps are you going to let him take? Yeah, I mean, and like the yeah, <laughs> the best players in the games that all the eyeballs are on, and it's like a pretty black and white thing to adjudicate. But still, yeah. they're just like, yeah, right. whatever. Yeah, well, you're fine. It's LeBron. Let's let, let Don't him have it. Don't worry about it. All right, coming up next, uh, something I missed. Uh, this would also be a good one for you to weigh in on, as you have some. Uh, fan familiarity with this guy. Hmm. Uh, this is out of the NFL, and it pertains to Justin Herbert. We'll get to that oh. when we return. Uh, it is 4.02. That is Ryan Buckley. I am Isaac Ropp. We are out at the Oregon Convention Center for the Oregon International Auto Show. Come and say hi, and I might get a beer during the break. I don't know. Might. 4.02 on the fan.
Primetime with Isaac and Sue. What is going on up here? I never know, man. Unbiased. Shut, shut, your, shut your mouth. Uncompromised sports talk without the sugar coating. I hope you're happy. You wasted everyone's life for 30 seconds. Isaac Rop and Jason Sukanik. Now shut up and let me do my job. The best in sports coverage. This is going to be great. This is Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Hour number two, it is 4.08 with Isaac and Buck, yeah. who is in for Souk. He is out today. He is in uh, New Orleans partying. He'll be back uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, by the way, we'll be out at X-Golf Vancouver. Or, I mean, uh, Tualatin, sorry. Winter Golf Classic. And X-Golf Vancouver. That's right, both. Uh, both of them for our, yeah, Winter Golf Classic. So See, that's Tuesday. what I wish they'd let me out for. I'd love to do the simulator thing. Yeah. You know, you and I have yet to golf. I know. Together. It's true. By the way, I have to reveal something later Ooh. on our show. Okay. It pertains to golf. I'm about to become that guy. Ooh. Ooh, did you, uh, was this mentioned before, maybe a week or so ago, too? Yes, but I haven't quite done it yet, but I want to. Okay. I want to reveal it. Okay. So that'll be later. Isn't that a tease? Uh, something I missed, and you uh, you would have an interesting perspective on this as a Niner fan. Mm. I did not see until, t- uh, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was today, there were some quotes about Justin Herbert. And it was from Greg Roman. I did not see that the Chargers hired Greg Roman. Yeah, reunites with Harbaugh. Roman was Harbaugh's OC yes. when the Niners went to the Super Bowl yes. under, under Harbaugh. Yeah, so, yeah, Greg Roman, he has a good reputation as an offensive coordinator. Um, he you didn't being, work with Lamar Jackson. That was the big thing. Is he, well, he, he did, got, though. He they but, were really good, but he got out. But so, but he got ousted from. That's right. In, in favor of Munkin this he last did. year. He did. Okay, so Greg Roman. Um, I had no idea, but, uh, I, yeah, Harbaugh hired him as the OC. I must have missed that story. And Greg Roman came out, um, whenever it was, I saw his quote that said, and it kind of makes me cringe a little bit, that he said, the way to unlock Justin Herbert is a great run game. I saw that as well. And I don't know how many, I don't, uh, how many fans cringe as well with that. When you want, yeah, I mean, we're all Justin Herbert fans here. You want to see Justin Herbert be even better than he has been. But I I don't love hearing that that's how you unlock him. Yeah, because I, I feel like Greg Roman's one of these old school run heavy guys. Well if you said that's how you unlock the offense is is by is by making your run game better, but I, I, I don't know. I mean I get it to a point. I do too, but but Herbert is your let is your defining dude, weapon. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let that dude Cook, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert. So I did. You like uh, Roman? I mean, they I did. were, they I were mean, really good with him. Listen, he unlocked Colin Kaepernick, who I didn't like when they drafted him, and I didn't actually think was a great quarterback. I so mean, the idea here is, you know, because he w- he worked with Colin Kaepernick, who, who was really Herbert's good. a way better passer than ha- Kaepernick was. Well, but Lamar Jackson, running quarterback, yep. and Justin Herbert is not slow, and he's no, not. He, I mean, he, he can, can move. do some things with his feet. So the one thing I did like was I heard Roman was saying that. Um, you know, there could be some designed runs for Herbert, too, which could be nasty. If you start running him now, you don't want to get him killed. That's that's the other thing is just with his injury history running the ball, you got to be careful there. But I think picking your spots and, and trusting him to protect himself, you, you can make that work. Yeah, but I, I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Greg Roman. I don't know how I feel about that hire, and I don't know how I feel about those quotes. So I guess we'll see. I saw that uh, also that Harbaugh is adding – bunch of other personnel from that Niners team. Uh, former Niners linebacker Navarro Bowman is going to be the linebackers coach on that staff. Okay. And then uh, former Oregon Duck defensive lineman Will Tequafu, who played 
for Harbaugh, also in San Francisco, is going to be the assistant D-line coach there as well. I have all the faith in the world in Jim Harbaugh. I do, too. I think he's going to be Look at his record. He has won everywhere he's been. He always wins. He may wear out his welcome. He may clash with ownership. He may clash with his GM. He may clash with the media. He may even clash with his quarterback. But... He's going to win football games, and they're going to be better than they were last year. Yeah, they're going to be. Yeah, they're going to be good. He wins like seventy percent of his games everywhere he goes. It's it's cool to see Herbert get a get him, you know, because I want I, I wanted you know the Staley thing. I mean, Herbert was still putting up stats, but God, what a mess with Brandon Staley. Yeah, dude, what a joke. Yeah, you know what I you know what I saw the other day. Everyone was killing Dan Campbell because of uh, the decisions that he made in the. NFC Championship game against the 49ers. Of course. Uh, and, you know, and how ballsy he was or whatever. And, and I saw someone, my favorite take on that, defending Campbell is, well, if you start second-guessing yourself now, you become Brandon Staley. So, so at least, Well, that's true. So at least stick to your guns and, and be true to your art because I, I didn't mind where he was as the analytics guy, but as soon as he started getting killed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He backed off of it, and then he lost his identity completely. I'm with you. Uh, You know, if I'm Staley, if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to go out being me. And that's what I do. I, I'm hella aggressive. Dan Lanning's this way. Yeah. And he hasn't changed yet. So, But halfway uh, through his tenure, Staley did. He did. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're going to go down, go down as you, not just succumbing to all the criticism. That's That right there was the first nail in his coffin. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to my, my L.A. Chargers mm. and uh, Justin Herbert. With Greg Roman. Someone's there. brought this up before recently on the Vancouver Ford text line. You are a Royals fan, but you're not really like a Kansas City Chiefs fan, right? No, I grew up, uh, well, we grew up baseball. I loved baseball. Sure, but I mean, I feel like most people still kind of have an NFL team, and, and the Chiefs weren't yours, really? Well, so I loved baseball, so we would always go to the baseball games in the summer. Mm-hmm. We were about two, two and a half hours away. We would, uh, Dad, would we would all all four of us would get in the car and we'd go and we'd stay at the hotel across from the ballpark and we'd go to a Saturday Sunday game. It was my favorite thing of 
growing up was going to had those it circled games. on your calendar all year. Loved it. Yeah. George Brett loved every minute of it. Watched every minute of the game. Hated leaving early. Like I was that kid that just was into it. Now football, our parents didn't take us to football games. Sure, um, just wasn't necessarily. It's not as conducive, no, frankly. For I kids. Mean, watching and football in person is not that great anyways, if we're being honest. But, yeah. Especially. Well, my dad was a baseball guy. Sure. So, but in the uh, in the winters, we would always, my mom was is from uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And her parents live in Fort Worth, Texas. And so they would we would always go down there for the holidays. And, of course, when you get to Fort Worth, Texas in December, Dallas Cowboy football. It's Dallas Cowboys all the time. And so I was actually, my brother and I both grew up Cowboys. We're Cowboy fans okay. because of that. Grandma loved Billy Bates. She, you know, she loved the white guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she loved her, her. She would walk around with her Chardonnay and her Moo Moo, always talking about the Cowboys. And so we, we, we fell in love with the Cowboys. But uh, my brother was always a Chiefs fan a little bit too. And he now claims the Chiefs. He's a little. Sketch. You got to watch out for him because now the Chiefs are winning championships. He's claiming them. He's sending me pictures of him in his jersey, Chiefs jersey, and everything. I'm like, eh, I don't know. But what what killed the Cowboys for me was when they hired Barry Switzer because I, being from Kansas, you hated Barry Switzer. He was the sure. Oklahoma guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Barry Switzer was the worst. And so when they hired Barry You're Switzer, like, okay, I'm out. we were Tom Landry guys. Love Tom Landry. Love Danny White. Love the Cowboys. But they hired Barry Switzer, and it's like, ah, ah, I'm out. So that's why I've never had an NFL team. And are the that. Chargers, in fact, your team now? Kind of. If you were, if you were to align I with one, I can't claim them. But no. I, I, I actually like Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. and I really like Justin Herbert, and I like their uniforms. Powder blues are undefeated. And I like Austin Eckler. How about that? Yeah, is he still going to be there? Wasn't there I some stuff about his contract? And uh, huh. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, let's wait and see if they win more, and then I can claim them. Okay. How about that? Yeah, there you go. But I want to like them. I, I do. I, I just I love the NFL, so I, I don't need a team to enjoy the NFL. Yeah. But uh, I root for Justin Herbert. Well, I do too. Good kid. Well, that's not surprising. But I don't know about this Greg Roman thing. I may we'll, have to get we'll on a see. message board we'll, ooh. and start trashing him. Be a keyboard warrior. Yeah. To the fans. I like that for you. All right. Are the Bucks fixable? Let's get to that next. Uh, we're out here at the Oregon Convention Center partying. I got a glass of wine, by the way. I didn't even get a beer. I got a glass of wine. Bougie. You fancy. I'm bougie, yeah. It's kind of a bougie event. I like it. There's a there's a classy vibe in here. Very lots, much. lots of space. All the cars are shiny. It's, yeah. a, it's a good place to be. Yeah, come on down. Oregon International Auto Show. We'll be back. It is uh, 416 on the fan. Live from the Oregon International Auto Show, this is Primetime with Isaac and Sue on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Well, they have hundreds of vehicles out here at the Oregon International Auto Show, over 20 global auto brands. And as you know, cars are smarter and safer and more sophisticated and more tech-savvy than ever, so you got to check out all the new stuff. And this is a one-stop shop to do so, probably one of the only one-stop shops to do so throughout uh, the course of the year. So come on by. We are at the Oregon Convention Center. This is open until Sunday night, the Oregon International Auto Show. Buck is in for Souk. Uh, Rob's here. We got Ortner back there. I guess uh, Jordan got sick yeah. again. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, I think Jordan was on the East Coast. God. And, uh, yeah, he said he got sick when he got off the plane. I'll tell you what, so. he's the new me. Gets sick all the time, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah, that is kind of well. Also, though, I feel like Poor Danny guy. was the new you because Danny feels like he was out all the time. So that's true. Maybe you're just rubbing that's off on true. everybody. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am that toxic. You know the uh, the NBA's back. And uh, this is the time of year where it gets pretty interesting. You know, the, the Nuggets are coming to town tonight for your Blazers, who, by the way, can we just call a spade a spade? They're pulling the shoot already, aren't they? I hope so. Don't you think that's what's I happening? I sure hope so. I mean, Scoot just played in the Rising Stars stuff. Uh-huh. And now he's out? I guess. Did he get hurt in the game? What uh, not happened? Not that I'm aware of. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, see, I, I feel like this is the point of the season where half the teams go way south and do it on purpose, and the other half... Turn it on. Well, the, yeah, the teams that want to try to get serious, they will. Well, like your Warriors last night, they look good. They, they did, and I think they've, I think they've won. I think they're nine and two over their last eleven or something like that. They're, yeah, watch out for the Warriors. I, I mean, people laugh about this, but I Draymond has come back and been a difference maker since that whole suspension. I'm not saying he's a better person. That's that's not it. But they have locked in a little bit as a team from a basketball standpoint well, it, since that happened. Kaminga playing really. Kaminga has well. been great. I think that uh, in the month of February. He and Curry combined might be the top-scoring duo in the NBA. Yeah, I wouldn't count them out. You know, you get in the playoffs. Curry said it. He said, if we get in, watch out. We're feeling good. But, you know, they're 10th. I the mean, they, they got to get in. Warriors fans don't trust Kerr. They think that he doesn't know. They think that he doesn't know his rotations. Oh, really? That he hasn't managed the the young talent like Kaminga and uh, Podjemski and Moses Moody well enough. And huh. there are there are a lot of like diehards that like want him out and say that he's not the right guy for this team. <laughs> Who do they want? Uh, I don't know, but he's won four freaking championships. <laughs> I for know. Him, it's like, so like, so he forgot how to coach. Well, no. There, there, now there's reports today that uh, they're maybe working towards an extension with him. Well, they should. Yeah, I mean, should keep he, him as long as he wants to coach. You would imagine. I love Steve Kerr. He's a pretty that's good dude. That's one of the best guys in sports. And so Steph that's, Curry's that's great. That's true. Yeah. He, I mean, they're just both of them. They're likable dudes. If they didn't have Draymond, I'd actually maybe. Clay's likable too, although he's kind of pouty this year. But, yeah, uh, I've never liked his game. Oh, it's so pure. He just chucks. No, he chucks. Overrated. Efficient. Clay no. Thompson, uh, not efficient. What? He's not a chucker. Overrated. No. Overrated. That's my hot take of the day. He scored 60 points in like 11 dribbles. He's not out there like. Okay, but what did he do the other two nights when he, when he didn't score 60? He goes, he missed he his goes shots. 8 of 30. But he's not like uh he's here. not a chucker. He is not a chucker. I, right. I think of he's like not, a, he's but, like a volume shooter guy. But he's not efficient. I think he might. He Well, not anymore. I think he used to be. I don't like him. Okay, that's fine. Hot take. Uh, so the Nuggets come to town tonight. They looked good last night. Uh, th- so I feel like I feel like the Warriors, the Nuggets, um, you know, you know the teams. They're all going to turn it on right now. This is why I bet the, uh, the uh, Denver tonight. Okay, minus nine and a half. I liked it. I um, think that's a pretty good bet. I might even like the first half bet even. Yeah, that, even better. I thought maybe. about that. Yeah, because the backdoor cover is in play there. But um, I just feel like I don't know the Blazers. It kind of seems like with Scoot now out, Brogdon still out. Um, who else? Sharp is out. Mm-hmm. Rupert is even out. Now they're signing some dude I've never even heard of from you know the Higgins. Who's this guy? I don't know. And they're saying he's going to start tonight. What the hell? That I mean I don't I don't I mean they're pulling the hey, shoot. You guys they, they gave Duop Reith three years. Yeah, your over under is is looking good because I, I think they're going to. So. There's no reason to win a lot of games moving forward. You wouldn't right? think. But we also have the Bucks tonight playing at Minnesota. Mm, which, the best in the West still? Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, Timberwolves are on top in the West. Um, which is still weird to say or think, I think. It is weird, and I don't trust them a lick. Do you? No. Postseason? No. So, like, I mean, you could very easily get a Timberwolves-Warriors first-round matchup because 
you know, yep. the Warriors. It's going to be one of those weird years where teams with championship pedigree like Warriors and Nuggets are going to be kind of in the middle, and they're going to upset and knock off or teams Lake, with higher seeds. Laker, Lakers. Lakers, too. That, yep, yep, definitely. Yeah, so that – and, yeah, I don't, I don't trust – well, who's two right? Uh, Clippers would be two. Uh, Clipper, oh, Oklahoma City, right? Okay. So you got Minnesota. Do you trust? This is a great question. In the playoffs, do you trust Minnesota and Oklahoma City? Yeah. Or do you trust Golden State Lakers? Take it one further. If I gave you a hundred bucks and you said and said you get to vote on or bet on one group of three: T Wolves, Clippers, Thunder, Warriors, Lakers, Nuggets. To win the Ooh, championship. That's, that's good. To win you, the title. To win the title. You get the top three in the West, or you get the, the last three that have won it, Warriors, Lakers, Nuggets. Wow. Boy, I'd probably go ladder. You got championship pedigree. I think so, too. Up and down in Denver, I don't, LA, I don't trust the Gold Clippers State. until they've proven it. That's right. OKC hasn't done there and been that. Or Clippers, been done that. Clippers would be the one I would look at. I, they're interesting. They're, uh, they're, they're really good. They're really talented. And there's but, some championship pedigree there. It's yeah. just... Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably go the latter. But the Bucks are interesting because I have never seen so they're so they're now thirty five and twenty one. Okay, and they have a losing record on the road. Uh, we know that I think it, the number is three and seven under Doc. I think that's right. I have never seen a better team because when they fired Griffin and and then hired Doc, they were even better than they are now than that record, right? Oh yeah. I have never seen a better team with more chirping. And negativity coming out of it. It's than really that odd. Team. It's, they're so weird. Especially because you have superstars there who typically haven't been like that. Like Giannis isn't really that guy. And you haven't Doc. heard that same thing about like Middleton or I mean, Dame was, has been a little bit discontent in his last year in Portland. But like he's not a guy that's going to go to a new place and stir the pot. You wouldn't think. And, and he's not. I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. But it's, I think but it's, it's a lot weird. of Gian, it's a lot of Giannis. But it's also Doc. Like, they hired Doc Rivers, and the story comes dumb. out the other day, and he goes, he, he even said, he goes, I don't really know why you're doing this. Hello? Like, even the new coach. If he thinks that, then you probably shouldn't be hiring him. It's really weird. I've never seen, I've never seen that, where you've got a, a good, a seemingly good team poised to make a run at a championship. And have this much chirping and this this many guys bitching. I mean, I, I, so I, I don't want to know what was going on with Griffin that was so intolerable. Well, we talked about it. He was he was an ass, and they all hated him. Man. There was a whole laundry list of things. We went through it on the show, but and you that was probably I, I was gone. You were gone, yeah. But there, there, dude. When you read through the, all the stuff that went down with him, you do sort of see why they moved on. Um, but it really is all about Giannis and keeping Giannis happy. But the Doc thing is weird because I, I don't know. They don't seem to like him. So I guess the question also, about them he's is he's not been very clutch. Like if he he's not he won the one championship with Boston, who had, had an awesome team, but he's been terrible in Game Sevens. He's underachieved with higher seeded teams. Like if if what you're wanting is the Doc Rivers experience, it's not going to end with you hoisting a trophy. Yeah. The question is, are they fixable? And I think they are. I think so, too. But I think they are, but I, I wouldn't bet on it. But Doc, I would Doc actually, makes me believe less in them. It, oh, it, really? It, like, See, I think they're better. I, I hate to say this. Griffin, as a first-year coach, and it sounds like his demeanor and everything, it was wearing on guys, and I feel like they're a little bit. They're going to be a little bit more stable with Doc, even though Doc's not. You're right. Doc's not like King. You know, he's not the greatest coach they could have hired but he was a good 
coach with pedigree that, I just think he that was carries available. a way better reputation than he actually has no, I agree with recently, that. I know? agree with that. But I think ultimately it comes down to when you get into the X's and O's of seven game series, dude, it's going to come down to Giannis. Of and course, Lord, yeah, or your star is going to be better. And he's got the second half of the uh, the post All Star break schedule here to to try to figure that out. But he's not done a good job of that so far. Yeah. And I just I kind of I hate to say this because we love Lillard here, but. I kind of am rooting for an implosion out of the Bucks. Okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It would be fascinating to see because, again, I just don't, I don't see the personalities for that kind of a public mutiny type situation. But it does feel uh, kind of weird there. There's yeah. uh, there's something brewing. Yeah, and I wonder if Lillard has something to do with it too, he, quietly, because he's not going to say it publicly. He can't. But but I wonder if he, I wonder if his if he he sort of does give off this vibe of. I really didn't want to go. To, I wanted to win a championship. Well, he gives up the vibe that he's not happy where he is right but now. But I didn't want to go to Milwaukee. This is kind of weird. Yeah. My whole life has been turned upside down, and playing with Giannis maybe isn't all it's cracked up to be, and we can't quite get it figured out yet. That being said, they're 15 games over 500. So I'd, they're a, such a weird case study. Would it shock you if they win tonight in Minnesota? No. Because I think this not is at all. the— isn't this the time of year where they all... Right, and th- this is the prove it to... Not just prove it to other people, but prove it to ourselves time of year. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think that they circle a few games and say... Because then if you you win a game like tonight, that helps cover up some, some of the other stuff that you've been having internal issues about, I, I, I think. And, I, and so I think they'll make a point of winning games like this to convince themselves that everything's okay until it's not. Until it's not. Well, who would you bet on right now? Let's Before we go to In the News... And I have some Blazer news on In the News Ooh. tonight. Oh, yes. I didn't see this. Um, who you got? One East, one West. Is it Boston? Ooh. I got to look at the standings. I think it's Boston. That's that's who you're taking in the East? I'll take That's an easy one. That's low-hanging fruit, but I'll take it. And then in the West. Ooh. Yeah, I think I'll take Boston as well. I got a feeling about the Clips. Hmm. Let's go. Clips uh, or Nuggets? I know that's boring, but. Yeah, I, I would rock with the Nuggets again, I think. What about the Blazers? No. <laughs> uh, I kind of like the Thunder. I mean, I, I I think Shea is really good. He is. They don't have any experience. Like, that, that team... You gotta I w- think they're gonna they're gonna get bounced, don't you? I I worry about when they get dragged into deep water, what happens there. Yeah. But I but I, I would love for them to be the team, dude. The the two best first round series we could possibly get would be Minnesota and Oklahoma City playing the Lakers and Warriors in e- either 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 or. Yeah, the, right, how great would that be? Right now, you'd get Suns Thunder, which would be pretty fun. Seven two. Yeah, It'd be a good one. Suns are seven. Yeah, so you get a you get a Suns Warriors See, play in too. I, I have no faith in them. I don't know about you, but I, I don't. So yeah, speaking of Dude, uh, they're not s- kind of dysfunction and yeah. stuff going on behind the scenes. Durant, he's a bitch. <laughs> but hopefully, he comes on my podcast. I was just gonna say, do you think he'll come on our <laughs> podcast? All right, we gotta go. A little hot NBA talk. Who says we don't talk about the NBA? Yeah. Uh, coming up next in the news, we have more um, local Blazer news. That was announced today. We'll we'll throw that in. And uh, the daylight saving time situation, we thought Oregon was going to to vote. This is still going it's on. It's still huh? going on. And by the way, it's changed. We've talked about this half a dozen times in the last 12 months. 
Yeah. And you're not going to like this. Are you are you a fan of standard time permanently? Because that's what I am. Uh, that's what I want. The fan of just never changing the clocks? Yes. That's what I'm a fan of, yes. Me too. Yeah. Guess what? It's not going to happen. Great. Uh, that is next on In the News. Let's go to Will with SportsCenter. Live from the Oregon International Auto Show, this is Primetime with Isaac and Soup on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. We are broadcasting live today from the Oregon International Auto Show. We're going international, baby. That's right. Uh, I would like to report just a quick update on uh, how the Odyssey drunk crew is doing over there. They appear to be keeping their wits about themselves, although they, I was checking in on some things in the break. You went and socialized a bit. I did. I went over there. Uh, it's getting louder. Mm-hmm. You can and hear them in the background. Many notes from the text line that are our fearless, most fearless of leaders, yeah. Kim Martinez, can be heard cackling. Yeah, in the well, she has a very distinctive laugh. Yes, and that it's will a con- it's a very contagious laugh. It is. Yeah, that that will that will continue to get. Um, but it is piercing and unmistakable. <laughs> that it is, and it will continue to get louder. And uh, looks like they're midway through the last round. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this pa- this not their last round. <laughs> no, no, no. But no. they're midway through. Not even halfway home now. Yeah, the next the next round is coming probably within the next twenty minutes. So we'll keep you posted on that. And who knows? Maybe we'll get a visit from the great Kim Martinez. Ooh, on the air. Uh, it is February twenty third, twenty twenty four. It's time now on our show for in the news. I'm your noted newsman. Hello. Thank you. Today is something I do so often. It is National Rationalization Day. Oh, yeah. I do it all the time. All the time. I think most of us do. You think most people do? I think so. I do it all the time. And and by saying, like you're saying. It makes you, us feel better. You, yes. It makes me feel That's better. That's why I think everyone does it, is everyone wants to be able to justify their yeah. actions, and so therefore they rationalize Well, we them. just lost a bunch of money in Vegas. But we were having fun. That's right. You don't <laughs> think I haven't rationalized that ten ways up, one side down yep. there? An um, unforgettable experience with my wife that she'll never forget. It's only money. I'll make more. Don't care about that when I'm on my deathbed. That's right. I won't remember it. I'll remember going to that wonderful dinner with my beautiful bride. At least that's what I tell myself. Rationalization Day. It is also National Banana Bread Day. Do you like banana bread? I do like banana bread, yes. Yum. Yeah, Will Ortner's in. That's a uh, Tom Ortner classic, my real father. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean your real father? Who's Not your Suk. fake father? Sook <laughs> doesn't make good banana bread. Tom Ortner, he makes great banana bread. Tom Ortner. Well, the Oregon Senate is split over punting on daylight saving time. Of course they are. Uh, so what they've done now is they've amended the bill. Remember we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where it looked like Oregon was going to go out on its own. They, they were going to be a pioneer. Well, not really a pioneer, but because Hawaii and um, Arizona have permanent standard time. Yeah. Oregon was going to do the same thing. It was They were not attached to what Washington and California did. Then, of course, chumps like uh, Jason Sikanik, who live in Washington and work in Oregon, were raising the eh, rather valid point <laughs> that if you change the time in Oregon and Washington doesn't do the same, for those that commute over, You're there's entering an a hour world difference. of pain. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be weird. So they've amended the bill. Instead of Oregon just doing its own thing and switching to standard time. Which is probably fair. We don't want to just do yeah, our own thing. Uh, I think we should. But why but can't everyone just get with the program? Right. Well, yeah. The ball's in Washington's court. Figure it out. Right. And it's not hard. 
Uh, they have now agreed to only switch to permanent standard time if Washington and California follow suit, which is what I call cowardly, but you can use any adjective you like. Oh, I'm sure they'll say they're aligned or something like that. So that's where we stand on that. I thought that was actually going to happen. But. Two thumbs down from yeah, this guy. It's stupid. Uh, the Portland City Council wants the Blazers at the Moda Center at least through the year 2030. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was announced today. Uh, the current lease for the Blazers to play at Moda Center expires uh, next year. So the city is proposing a five-year lease extension, saying that they just don't want a team actively looking to relocate, which I got to say, of all the ways that I criticize the Blazers over the years, one way that I won't, they are not looking to move. Jody Allen, Paul Allen was never looking to move them. Jody Allen is not looking to move them. They've the never Blazers given off are not that looking vibe. To move. It's not something anyone's ever really had it's to be concerned about. It's not a thing. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. Well, actually, I do understand why it creeps into people's heads. I get that because of what happened to the Sonics and, you know, Seattle sitting up there without a team. At the same time, it's just not been a thing here. This is a great NBA market. Um, now, what has come up over time is the Moda Center does need improvements and the Blazers know that and the Rose Quarter needs to be built up and the Blazers know that but there's still no I just don't think there's any threat of them leaving no um, nor do I you know now if they sell you know I guess I guess you could say all bets are off but Jody Allen shows no signs of selling so um, and, and I mean realistically don't we feel that we have a buyer here that she would be compelled to sell to 100% so he's already made an offer yeah God I so want Phil Knight to own the Blazers. I just think that would be so freaking rad. Are you kidding me? Phil Knight, like, he's getting up there now. He's about 86 or something. Before he dies, and hopefully he lasts, you know, he he lives to 150. But, um, God, him coming in and buying the Blazers at the end would be freaking so cool. Well, as a Warriors fan... Having being part of a franchise with an ownership that seemingly isn't doing a lot to move the needle, and then having that turnover and getting like a surge of momentum and an injection of excitement, and yes, we're going to do this right now, and I want to push for a championship. Like Warriors owner Joe Lacob, he came from Boston where he watched him win one, and he was a minority owner, and he's like, I need that, I need that myself, I don't care what it costs, I'll go do it. Phil will do that. Well, look at what happened with the Suns with Ishbia jumping yeah, down there and yeah. buying that team. It's just uh, it's not it's not to say that new owners always make all the right moves, but when you get a motivated owner who jumps in, it, you know, like just it just kind of kickstarts the thing. And it's like new new eyes, fresh blood. Let's take a look at this. I've got a s ton of money. Let's go for it. He's not getting younger, right? So he he'd want to win, right? You know, right? He wants to see it happen, and he loves the 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 city, and it just because Paul Allen was great, but for all of uh, Paul Allen's greatness as an owner in his deep pockets boy it sure just felt like he never gave a rip about portland you know he's a seattle guy he's not yeah. a portland guy yeah. and jody's nowhere to be found she's seattle so it would just be cool to have the blazers owned not only by someone local but someone local with that deep a pocket yes and yes absolutely. i just i hope i hope we see it uh, at any rate, um, the Blazers, of course, they like this deal because it allows them to keep. So it, it, I don't know if you read through 
some of the lease extension news today. I it, saw the headlines and the, the kind dude, of the bullet points, but it gets to be tired head. Like there's a lot of business legalese jargon. The Blazers want the so so the city council wants to extend the Blazers at the Motor Center through 2030. It's a five year extension. It's kind of a bridge extension. Uh, the Blazers like it because they get to keep ticket surcharges and parking fees, and that will. They said that's about four to six million dollars a year, okay. and it will help them pay for renovations for the arena. Okay. Now the team says that it wants major renovations at the Moda Center uh, to be going by 2030, because uh, apparently they host the Women's Final Four in 2030, which I didn't know, but they do. Uh, yeah, actually, now I remember that. But. You know the Blazer. They, it, it, you know this is where it gets stupid. They're they're like, well, the Blazers don't have the money, and that's dumb because they're owned by one of the richest they states have the in money. the world. Uh, exactly, they always. I mean, unless have you're the money. like the Arizona Coyotes, like yes, the money's there. So they're now going to be looking to pilfer soon from whether it be the state or Multnomah County. You're going to get. I, I, it ought to be. I, I would imagine it gets interesting with how who pays for the renovations and how that goes. But who knows? Maybe we'll all go swimmingly. I don't know, Ryan. Uh, the Blazers also maintain that the Rose Quarter uh, needs to be developed, and uh, that is a top priority, which I'm all for. I think we're all all for. Everyone wants that. But um, the team's not leaving. It never was. The I question's think, always going to be how much red tape is there for you to get through, and yeah. can, can you do something just like the ballpark stuff? Like, what can you get done? Well, and I do think. And I, where's their pushback? I think it gets sticky on who pays for what sure. and what you want yep. to do because you're owned. Again, Paul Allen is gone, but his estate owns the team, and his estate owns the company that owns the uh, Moda Center. So yep. there's a lot of money there, right? So, um, But that's down the road. The Blazers are staying in Portland, and they get a, a lease extension through 2030. All right, coming up next, um, we've got uh, – I like wine. You like wine? I do like wine. Are you wine. more of a beer guy or a wine guy? No, now I'm more of a wine guy. Used to be more of a beer guy, but yeah. definitely more of a wine guy now. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are switching over. Uh, what if uh, you had a winery? Ooh. And I like where this is going. You fired somebody, and they came and poured out all your wine. You wouldn't like that. I think most people would. You like that. I think most people wouldn't like that. No, that happened. Here in Oregon, we'll get to that story next. It is 448. This is In the News on the Fan. Oregon International Auto Show. This is Primetime with Isaac and Sue on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Well, the uh, Odyssey crew over there, led by our fearless leader, Kim Martinez, they showed up about 245, right before the show started. Uh, Noticeable increase in decibel level. Mm-hmm. Just this last five minutes. Ah, uh, yeah. So things are things are warming up over there. And you know what? Our our fans will hear it too. Our listeners will. Yes, they will. Probably more entertaining show. Just give the give them the mics. Let us leave. Who says no? Better show. Who says no? <laughs> I say no. <laughs> oh come on, Orner. Be a sport. I only have five seconds to dump. <laughs> oh, that's true. Where's your whimsy? Yeah. That is um, playing with fire, though. I understand. What was I going to tell you? You're oh. telling me about someone dumping out a bunch of wine, I, I think. I was, but first I'm going to tell you about this story because this is uh, late breaking today. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you read about this, but a, there was a guy armed with a knife. Oh, was this the standoff? Yeah. Yeah, I did see this. They got him. He's in custody. There was an hours-long standoff with uh, Portland police. He tried to enter a home on Northwest 28th Place and Upshur Street. Okay. He had a knife, uh, and apparently he'd been barricaded inside this home. For hours after he attempted to stab someone uh, this morning. So the standoff uh, ended around 3.30. 
and uh, he is in custody. He looks like a large man, and he has a white tank top. Oh, so central casting, kinda. Although when you see somebody, like for example, when you when you read about a story like this and it's a standoff, but a guy has the knife as opposed to the gun. Oh yeah. What do you think? What do I think when like what do I think about the person? Like, does that make you? Does that make you go? Does it make you kind of go? Ah, no. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Not a huge story, right? It's just a knife. Uh, I don't know. I hear standoff and knife and i think that you know sounds like a hostage situation to me but uh but it wasn't i know it, it still sounds serious it doesn't sound not serious so they said they believe the suspect knew the people inside the first home he entered and that he's also familiar with the home where he barricaded himself okay i don't know my thing with the knife is and this is what i th- okay not to get into a whole thing here the thing about a knife versus a gun you can run away from a knife? Well, that's part of it. It's like, I feel like this is what, when people say, because part of the gun argument is, um, the guns don't kill people, people kill people. Sure. Right, because it takes somebody behind the gun. To well, kill. you can't go like of mass, course. you can't go mass stab a, a school of children. It's not going to happen. Well, right, that, that's what, that's the whole point. The whole point about that, why that comment is kind of stupid, like if that's your argument, you need to find a new argument because you're missing the point. Yeah. The point is, is that guns are so much more lethal. They're so much more effective at killing there, people. There is a human behind every killing. Okay, it's 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 not about the weapon. Guns in, make the killing easier. In any instance, it's about, of course, of course, there's a human behind a, a stabbing. There's a human behind uh, uh, somebody pushing the nuclear weapon There's button. a human behind someone rolling through the stop sign. The I mean, point is, is that when you go into a school and you shoot 35 children, m- many of them are going to die. When you go into a school and you stab or try to stab 35 children, and that did happen in China, no one died. That's the point. Yep. That's why people want stronger, stiffer regulations uh, on guns as opposed to... So that, that argument is... I've always hated that argument. It's such a we stupid agree. argument. We agree. It's just not... It's not right. Like, think a little bit. Anyway, not to get into the whole thing. Um, yes, the wine. Let's get, let's get to that story. The That's stuff our, that matters. Our final story. 
Final story. That's right. Wine news. For guns. Let's talk Most about the important. Uh, the mystery man who broke into a Woodenville winery and attempted to, well, actually, he didn't attempt. He did. He emptied thousands of gallons of wine. This was back in November. Apparently, was a former employee. So they arrested a Seattle man in his 60s for crimes on November 22nd when he broke into Sparkman Cellars Winery and opened valves on large containers of Savi B, which spilled <laughs> and ruined the wine. Officials said the amount of lost product equaled about 24,000 bottles of wine. It's expensive spill. Oh, my God. Worth 600,000 U.S. dollars. Ooh. That's, uh, Dude, that's pricey. That is brutal. Um, so he is getting hit with second-degree burglary. Okay. I mean, probably breaking and entering, too, right? I mean, he wasn't... Well, that's... I mean, burglary. But they... They caught him on surveillance footage. And I think at first they didn't know who it was because he was right. he's wearing a hat. Well, he had a cowboy hat yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing now. you got to wear a cowboy hat. Um, at any rate, he was a former employee. He was disgruntled. Um, God, that's... Dude, I wonder if they... I'm sure they have insurance, but I don't... Yeah. But, I don't know how much that covers. And, and, and also, like... Can you appropriately value that wine if it hasn't been right. bottled yet? And, um, well, not only that, but you probably have orders to fill. And I mean, I, I, I don't. Know, I don't know how that works. I, in general, though, I kind of. Uh, oh, you love this. Well, respect is the wrong word, but like, <laughs> uh oh, I like it when a disgruntled Hot employee hits where it hurts. You, you know? like the commitment? Well, it's like. You know what? This person really felt wronged, and how do you how do you dish it right back to the person that wronged you? I'm going to spill all your wine. Dude, like, that's I mean, awful. It's te- not it's, commiserate. It's terrible, but it's like at least it was. You know, I mean, I, I think he got his point across. You know, it's better than just like I guess. I, I got I got a modicum of respect. I for drove that. by a place yesterday. I don't know what it was. There's a place that we drive by on our way to work down in Northwest Portland, where on the side of the building. Someone wrote in big spray paint, this business ripped off my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, I looked at it and went, boy, that's really, like, that's a essy thing to do. But at the same time, isn't that better than just the random vandal who puts a random tag on a random business? At least this person's like, you screwed me over. I'm going to let the world know. No, just his friend. Well, yeah, sure. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it, but come on, man. Did they really or are you just being, you know, like, I want to know the story now. Because that can do a lot of damage, right? Like, I'm driving by, I'm like, ooh, that business sucks. Well, I wouldn't think that about the business just because somebody spray painted no, that. You think the person who did that sucks? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> did they really screw you over? Or are you an ass? That's in the news for February 23rd. Well, now I want to know what happened between them. 2024. I know. Maybe I'll go in there and and get their side of the story. I, I want to know what happened to the guy that spilled all the wine. Oh, well, he's in jail. Well, no, I know. I mean, what they did to him that made him so upset. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't say. Probably, Probably fired him for fired boozing him. on the job. Um, in the news, February 23rd, 2024. Coming up next, the Hot Five at Five. Uh, the NCAA just won't go away. The SEC is spearheading an effort that makes a ton of sense. And um, your Blazers are back in action. All of that next on The Fan. And at the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... 
It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Roth. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sakanit. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice, juicy little Friday. It is beautiful out there. It is 5.05 with Isaac and Buck. Yeah. Ryan Buckley is uh, out of the cage and on location. This probably feels like a day off for you. A little bit. Uh, yeah, there's considerably less to do when I'm just sitting here on this couch. That's right. And Souk, you know, I mean, we love him. We do. He's our guy. Yeah. But let's be honest. His job? <laughs> Piece of cake. <laughs> Sit over there and spew opinions. It's a good life. Yeah, I'd like that's that's why I'm, I'm enjoying today so much, because I just have to sit here. It's a good life. Uh, my name is Isaac Ryan Buckley over there. Uh, we've got Will Ortner back in the studio. Ortner, um, Will Ortner again. Uh, yeah, coming through in the clutch yeah. when uh, you know it's the availability man. The guy He's an has, ha- has it figured out. He's an all star. I ran out of my AP U.S. History class. I don't know if they found another teacher. Those kids are still there, probably. No, you were teaching when you got the call, and you came to do radio with us. Well, the bat signal. You were molding up. the minds of young America, and well, when the you bat came here signal, to work with us. When the bat signal goes up. Does Batman just like, no, sorry, I got to go hang out with the kids, or does he just bolt? I, bolt? I don't actually know. I guess he bolts. You are so very Batman. So those kids are just, you just left them? Yeah. That well, can't be they're right. not they're my problem AP, anymore. They're AP kids, so they're probably smart. They might be able to figure it out. So you just put on like a video or something. Here, watch this. And put on a Crash Course World History. Right. Well, Will is there because uh, Jordan got sick mm-hmm. again. So he's he was going to fill in. He's out. Um, Suk will not be here Monday, but he will be back uh, with me on Tuesday, and you should join us. We're going to be out at X-Golf Tualatin for the uh, Fan Winter Golf Classic. Uh, Coming up, Joey Harrington, 530. Oh, yeah, we do have Joey. Yep, he'll be coming on uh, live. We will uh, talk to him about um, a topic I want to touch on next, which is, is being a college football coach the hardest job in team sports now? This is a great question. And I think it is. But we'll we'll uh, touch on that tonight in the club. Uh, thoughts on the thirty day dry dock that Ryan uh, Buckley is doing? Mm. I'd also like to um, announce on the air that I'm about to become this guy. Ooh, and I want to I want to share that with you all, and I want to see what you think because I am about to become that guy. The way you said I'm about to become is like most people follow that with a father, but you're yeah, not you're not you're not you're not about to become a father. I'll though. take another one. Thank you. Yeah, Isaac's distracted Thank now you, because Kirk. the, the oh, red wine is about to flow. <laughs> <laughs> They're back at the bar. Least you could do is buy me a drink. Thank you. When you said I th- I'm about to become, I thought you were going to say a father. Oh God, no. Yeah, well, are that, you that, kidding me? That's how that sentence I ends am a for father. a lot of. Oh, I know. My son's 24. I know. I am not a about grandfather. To start over. Yeah, I might. Yes. Now that could happen. Hopefully not anytime soon, but it could happen. So that'll be in the club tonight. Um, some other cool, fun stuff. What were we talking about? Oh, we're, i got to tell you, we're at the uh, Oregon International Auto Show. If you're just tuning in, you're getting in your car after the uh, after working today. Uh, we're out at the Auto Show, which is at the Convention Center. It's the largest auto show in the Pacific Northwest. It run through, uh, runs through Sunday. Tickets are 20 bucks. You can get them right here at the door, and there are discounts for military, seniors, and kids. 
And, uh, you know, it's like uh, there's no sales. It's, there's a, it's a no-pressure environment. You don't have, It's nice. Not, Come down. Not, hang yeah. out. Check it out. They're not just going to grill you and, like, here, sign these papers, and you're going to go home with this car. It's not like that. <laughs> they got over 20 global auto brands here. But now I hope they have a guy that talks in an old-timey accent yeah. like that. Yeah. Sign here. <laughs> Hundreds of vehicles. Um, you know, they're all here. It's kind of cool. And as we were saying earlier, what? where else... So when normally when you buy a car, you're thinking about getting into a car. You you research online what sort of make you want a model, and then you go to that dealership. Here they're all in one place, so you can shop around all the new stuff and all the EVs, and you can take a look at everything yep. and see what you like. All uh, oh, thank you, Mr. Cooley. Look at look at God, sales guy a, Cooley. What a gentleman! Through. Him and his dad jeans <laughs> over there. <laughs> He gives you a free drink. And <laughs> I know. but he, And he gave me the stare. He didn't like that. I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> Bite the hand that feeds you. Um, all right. Where were we? Uh, Oregon International Auto Show. You should come out. Uh, open tomorrow, 10 to 10. Sunday, 10 to 7. Right now, the hot 5 at 5. Oh. Hot topics. Hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot 5 at 5. That's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. Well, let's get in a little college baseball, shall we? Oregon oh. State. They are five and zero oh out of the gate. They are ranked seventh, and tonight a big one. They yes, they take on number two Arkansas. Woo pig suey. And they are out there uh, still at Globe Life uh, Field in Arlington. Uh, they are two college world Se- uh, college world series favorites. These two teams. Uh, I don't doubt it. Two top tens. Just about to get underway. Uh, if you have not seen the last fifteen seconds of the Oregon State women's basketball win over UCLA last it was week. so awesome. You are missing out. Google it. It was amazing. Uh, the Beavers are back in action tonight. Now, they, they came off that UCLA win by losing to USC. Uh, they're ranked ninth tonight. They visit Washington State, and the uh, Ducks women's team is at Washington to take on those pesky Huskies. Yeah. Number four. Well, the Cougs now hold the outright lead in the Pac-12 after winning in Tucson last night. Now, that was a good game. I don't know if you caught any oh, of it. it was an awesome game. Really good. And Washington State, that that team is legit. They got some dog in them. Oregon, uh, just a game and a half back. The Ducks tomorrow will visit Cal. That game, of course, on the fan, 3.30 pregame. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wazoo is at Arizona State. Um, both Cal and Washington, or, sorry, both Cal and Arizona State have losing records. So um, you had some fun with those stats yesterday about Wazoo. I saw that uh, yeah. t- today's the first time they're in sole possession of first place in the Pac-12 since '86. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So they haven't. Yesterday we talked about it. they have not won the Pac-12 since even longer than that. 1941, when dude. they won the national title. Yeah. 41. Yeah. It's been over 80 years. Tell me you're not rooting for them. And by of the course. way, the second you watch them, many of our listeners probably haven't watched them. I watched them for the first time last night. That's a team I can get behind. They're a fun team to watch. Yeah, they are. They're they're very well coached. The SEC is spearheading an effort to make December a recruiting dead period. Um, now they say all of their coaches are on board with this. They want to. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coaches, yeah. Coaches want to break from this. They want to be able to coach yes. their teams during bowl season. Yeah. So what they want to do is push signing day two weeks closer to the start of the month. Um, and they say that they are currently socializing this concept to other leagues. But I don't know why other leagues would not want it. Yeah. I, I think it also has to do with the timing of the transfer portal, too. The, the way that signing day had previously lined up at the transfer portal before didn't make a ton of sense with when guys were jumping ship and when teams were trying to fill their rosters or fill their empty spots. This should make more sense in theory. Yeah, I, I think it's only a matter of time before this happens. It's just interesting to me that for all the hate towards the SEC and the Big Ten for what they're doing to college football, they're actually the ones that are spearheading all the, the good changes. You know? Yeah. No, I, I yes. 100%. I mean, they... It's pretty much just the SEC and the Big Ten making all the moves. It's like, well... They're like, well, now we have the power conferences. We know what we want the landscape to look like. You're either coming with us or we're going to leave you behind. In the NCAA, they're still around, but they are now... I saw this today. There's two bits of NCAA news to tell you about. One is they're now discussing policy changes that would allow them to punish athletic directors and even university presidents. Until now, any enforcement action mostly pertain to coaches, but they also want to be able to punish chancellors and compliance officers. So interesting. That's what they're trying to do. This all the while, the other bit of NCAA. Who news, has to sign off on that though? Presidents and chancellors. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> this is the infraction. Uh, the committee on infraction. Oh, I see. It. Wants okay. to do this. Yeah. They because they're trying to get more teeth. They're trying yeah. to get their teeth back. But um, the the other bit of news hurts the NCAA today. Uh, they took another blow in court a temporary injunction in that Tennessee lawsuit that prevents the NCAA from enforcing NIL policy for the time being. So they now cannot enforce their own NIL policy thanks to this injunction. What a mess they have on their hands. <laughs> you ain't kidding. And your Blazers are finally back in action tonight. Uh, if you care, they are hosting the Mighty Nuggets. Uh, but somehow after 10 days off, they remain banged up. <laughs> like the, half the team is sitting out. Scoot Henderson is now out after um, he wasn't. He, he appeared in the Rising Stars event last weekend, but he has an adductor strain. Uh, also out are Brogdon Sharp and Repair. Jabari Walker questionable. Denver is a 10-point favorite. Um, yeah, so I think you're over under. What is it, 28 and a half you guys got? Yeah. I you're actually, fine. I actually split mine up and did a little bit of plus money and under 25 and a half as well. See how that goes. Look at you doubling down. I like that Riverboat gambler in Ryan it. Buckley. Go for it. Uh, there's your Hot 5 and 5. It's brought to you by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victorico's.com. Up next is being a college football coach, now the hardest job in team sports. It is 516 on the fan. Live from the Oregon International Auto Show. This is Primetime with Isaac and Sue on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Oregon International Auto Show runs through Sunday at the Oregon Convention Center. Uh, Buck is in for Souk, although I guess Souk is stuck at the airport. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, on his outbound or if it's on his delay or if it's like he's got a layover that he's delayed. But, yeah, he tweeted out a photo of uh, a glass of some brown water and uh, said, ask me anything, I got a delay. Ah, so. uh, the AMA. Yep. So he's in during front. his own show. During he's his own show, doing an AMA. Now, uh, our sales staff thought that maybe he should call in and be on right. the show since he's not working right now. Well, he's and probably he's half in the bag. Either. 
which would be great. Even better. It's great for the sales staff. And it would make your job even easier. Yeah. Now now it's like, God. You even need me? I'll go home. You paid for this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, There. I see. I do see uh, one, two, three, four, five. You're getting five. a side eye from the big boss now. Yeah, five full <laughs> beers over there. So things are good for those guys. Oh, she thinks that Kim thinks that we should call Sue and have him on the show. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, put him on. I mean, he is. This is his show. It's his show. It's primetime with Isaac and Suk. Uh, Joey Harrington is coming up here in, uh, oh, looks like about eight minutes. Uh, real quick, and this is something we'll talk about with him too, but uh, is being a college football coach the hardest job in team sports? Really good article uh, on this from Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports who kind of laid it all out. And, boy, I tell you, you know, everybody's been talking about this, and we've talked about it on the show, of, of the exodus of college coaches to the NFL or just coaches taking lesser jobs um like group of for example group of five college coaches that are head coaches are uh many of them have taken i say many there are several examples of group of five head coaches who have now taken position coaches in power five yep right yep so um but until i read this article on cbs sports from dennis dot i didn't realize how many guys have made this move now of course the biggest is you've lost probably the two best head coaches in college football. Jim Harbaugh went to the NFL and Nick Saban retired. Yeah. And you 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 certainly know even though they didn't really come out and say it that the new state of college football attributed to that. Yes, that that the way things are now is really making it difficult for a lot of coaches but especially coaches who are from kind of an old guard. Yeah, and so, yeah, like Jerry, old guard, makes me think of Jerry Kill. Sure. And Jerry Kill was the head coach at... New Mexico State? New Mexico State, and he up and quit. He actually had a really good season. Yeah, he did. He basically had a, like, this is going to be my farewell. I can't do this anymore. I can't keep up with this. Yeah, he quit, and he is now, I don't know if anybody saw this, but this was in the article, too. He said he is now a consultant at Vanderbilt. And they asked him about it, and he said, well, I love country music, and I don't have to raise NIL money. <laughs> and that's it. Like okay. that, doesn't that s- summarize it right there? It's a very uncertain future for college football. There's absolutely zero work-life balance, and I mean zero as opposed to the NFL. You can't really build a roster now, and if you do, it's it's not for more than one year. And then you have to re-recruit well, your Well, I don't roster. think those NFL coaches have work-life balance, though, do you? I do. Really? Yeah, I do. I mean, I hear the stories because about the guys that just sleep coach. on their cots and well, stuff like that. Like, but I, but I think it's, I think they do during the season. I think right now, I think they do have a good work life balance, or at least should. Maybe, I mean, look, maybe some so. people, yeah, some yeah. people are never going to have a good work life balance because they're just they're insane and they just all, all they care about is their work, and that is a lot of NFL football coaches. I just mean there is more opportunity for work life balance in the NFL than there okay. is in college. Yeah, I, I can get right? that. Yeah. So you 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 now have to re recruit your own roster. That I think is taking a it's huge toll on yes. coaches. Yes, and then you still have to recruit the incoming freshmen, and oh by the way, pour over the transfer portal, which seemingly never ends. Much of this has to be done while you're preparing for a bowl game if you had any success at all well and i think that there's there's a huge emotional toll it takes i mean i, I worked in recruiting for three years while i was at oregon as an, as an intern so i saw how it was done then firsthand and a lot of these coaches they put so much into building relationships with these kids and now with the way the transfer portal is and the way the nil is if you can't give them enough money or the right opportunity you have to lay all this groundwork for years to get a high school kid interested and yeah. a year later he's like see you later yeah it's it's brutal it's really tough and then so so let's just keep layering this up so 
you have to do that all over again, by the way, in April. So, like, right now is seemingly the downtime for a college football coach. We saw Dan Lanning at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think and the Super Bowl. They're sort of, oh, he was at the Super Bowl? Yeah, big Chiefs fan. Oh, that's right. They're, all, they're always recruiting, right? But um, the, there's another transfer window in April. Yep. So they're going to have to do this all over again. And then, okay, so now let's keep layering this. You have NIL considerations. Um, you have to keep raising money. You have to keep up the NIL. Um, you ha- you still have to deal with boosters. You still have to deal with uh, families of recruits. You still have to deal with the administration yep. and their goals and their own ideas. Um, and, oh, by the way, after all of that, you have to prepare your game plan uh, while constantly switching out your staff. Yeah, you, you have to go win football games with parts that are constantly changing. Dude. Tell me how that is not the hardest job in team sports now. I wouldn't have thought so maybe as recently as a year ago. But it is. It, I wouldn't abso- have either. it absolutely is. No, I used and, to and think, it seems like it's not close. I, I don't think it is anymore. I used to think it was the NBA head coach because in the NBA, the players have guaranteed contracts. And, they. I mean, if they don't respect you, you're out. And they don't have to respect you. Yeah. If, if you – I mean, like, that is – and Excuse in some me. cases, the small roster, I think, lends to that. Like, you better be able to win yes. over your superstars because if, right. you, if you don't, like, sorry. It's such a delicate dance. Yeah. You piss off one guy, and he well, gets disgruntled. You need to get the most out of him, but NBA players, I mean, all athletes can be divas, but, like, you, you get some of the – I think it's a, an exceptionally tough line to walk of, like, yes. how to push hard enough, but also not so hard that they hate you. Dude, that league – yeah, I just I, – I've always thought – that that's the hardest job. It's it's really difficult to get the get the buy-in from players. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't have superstar players, good luck winning. Yeah. Like that's just impossible. At that point you're just cashing checks. So outside of that, I can't think of another job in team sports that would be harder than this. I mean, it has gotten insane. And so uh to the numbers before we get to Joey, Dodd said that um 26 FBS assistants have taken jobs in the NFL. This offseason, mm-hmm. and 40% of them are at a lesser title. In other words, they just they went They're from willing OC to, take to a, running backs. Not coach. even a lateral move, but a step down in order to do it. Exactly. Yeah, that, that says a lot. You had the BC coach finally came out. He's the Packers uh, defensive coordinator Halfley, now. Jeff Halfley. Yeah. Uh, is that his name? Yeah. Boston Halfley. College, yeah. Yeah. He came out today, and uh, he was talking about it, saying, dude, he was talking about the work-life balance stuff. He's like, I just finally get to do what I love, which is watch film. I just get to – it's and football. so many coaches want that. And honestly, I think in football, to be good at football, the best ones are the ones who can devote all their time to football. Right. And it's that's all really hard yeah. to be the best and only devote 60% of your time to football. Like, it, like it, it is – what is being asked of college head coaches now is insane, and I think some of the very best at their craft, all they want to do is just their craft, not all the outside stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and it's – the bigger question, and this is something we'll get into with Joey next, is this going to become an epidemic? Like, is this a real – well, we know it's a real problem, but how much – I think this is only beginning. Well, and, and if that's the case, what does it do to haves and have-nots? Like, you, you see when the schools who recruit versus the schools who don't and the kind of – the separation that creates in the in the herd. If you If you – only have a handful of schools that can really attract good coaches, and everyone else is like, yeah. "No, I'll go do something pro, or I'll go do a position coach." That, like, I tell you, that what. could that could create some serious waves. Don't you think that in the market we're in, 
this would be a, such a bigger topic if Dan Lanning weren't Dan Lanning. Right? Oh, yeah. Think about it. Like, Oh, yeah. Oregon has one of the guys who is... I think he's the poster child for what you would want moving forward. I'm not about to say he's the best coach in the country, but but for checking all the boxes that you need right now in today's landscape, the energy, the recruiting, the NIL, the the glad-handing, and also the football intensity, that's the mold I think you want right now. He is built for this. Yes. And because he is built for this, everybody at Oregon is kind of looking around, breathing, breathing easier because of that. And again, it's not that he's the greatest on the planet. It's just that... In this new landscape, that's a guy who embraces this challenge that we just went through. Kenny Dillingham's the same way. I don't know if you saw his quotes. Yeah. He yeah. came out and said, hey, man, you don't like it? Leave. He's like, quit. He's like, I, I went and got coffee for nine years. Like, like yeah. you think that's easy? No, we do this. It's hard. It's like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, your job's and hard. And that's the attitude you have to have. You, you either, have you to. either take that attitude, and yep. Sark said the same thing. Sark is, is all in on this. Or you're like the Sabins and the Chip Kellys, and you're like, ah, I'm not dealing with and it. And even Saban, I think, could do this for a while, but it is swung so drastically now that uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Yeah, it's just, it's, I just think this would be such a bigger topic if, the, let's say that were Chip Kelly. Like, imagine if that were Chip Kelly. Like, if we were having this conversation coach, with Chip and the Ducks. He back was still then. the coach at Oregon. Yeah, yeah. And he left to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Meltdown. Imagine that. Meltdown city. Meltdown of epic proportions yeah. in this market. But because. Yeah. Dan Lanning because you here. have a guy who one wants to be here and yeah. says your place is the right place to do very it. Very stable. Everyone's like, ha, well, you yeah, know. you're very stable at the right time where everything is is unstable. Yep. Um, let's talk more about this with Joey uh, coming up next. He'll join us live. Joey Harrington, a man, a a, a great sportsman, mm. a man of great integrity. Joey Harrington. We'll see what he thinks about all this uh, when we return. We're here at the uh, Oregon Convention Center. It's Isaac and Buck. Joey joins us next, but first, Will with SportsCenter. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, we're back at the uh, Oregon International Auto Show. Yeah. Buckley's in for Souk. Uh, right. Joey Harrington is here. Uh, Will just told us that you answered the phone when he called you with Joey's taxidermy. You snuff him, we stuff him. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, he did that last week for us, too. Did he? But, I mean, the, the listeners didn't hear it. But, yes, when, when, we, when I called him last week, same thing. Yeah. Joey, the, you know, this is, a, this is an underrated thing about you. Joey, he's a much like Souk in that he knows a lot of funny lines from movies. Well, yeah, last week he did the entire yeah. Dalai Lama Caddyshack. And he will text you really funny things. And this, this, this throws me off because I know no lines from movies. So Suk will say something that I think is really funny, and then I will real I, I will later realize that it's from it a movie. It wasn't an original thought. Yeah, and that makes me think less of him. Uh, and with uh. you, you will often text things that are actually lines from movies, and I think that's I think that's great. Or you could think more of him because he's taking an application or some other piece and applying it to what is happening right now instead of having an original thought mm-hmm. that is actually you know you can think of all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff in your head i mean seriously who does that like but that drawing on his memory and connecting yeah absolutely exactly mm. exactly it's a good way to you look know, at it you, yeah yeah you're at the auto show yeah you want to come down lots of hot cars well you know okay so it's story time right so that's a no 
it's, it's story time season, right? <laughs> this just popped into my head. He's got to run the taxidermy shop. That's true. Yeah, okay. Well, no, got... it's not taxidermy. It's auto. I, I bet he's got a good car lines, story. Right? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So I get drafted by the Lions, and everything's got to be Ford. And so, like, people are, like, dying to give you cars when you're, you know, playing Must in the NFL, nice. which makes no sense. Yeah. Damn. You know, so I would do a radio show. Actually, you know what? I do your radio show, and I don't get a car. But I would do a radio show. Well, maybe that says more about me than you. But um, so I do. Can I, can, radio I, can I interrupt show. you for a quick second? Yeah. Didn't you have yeah. a deal with BMW through our show? <laughs> I didn't get a free BMW. Oh, you didn't? Oh, well, that's between oh, you and them. God, no. Right. No. So, so I would do right. Mitch Albom's radio show in uh, in Detroit, I and like then Mitch in Album. exchange, he, what's that? I like Mitch Album. I think he's. I think he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's one of the one of the good journalists out there. One of his books is on oh my, my next to read list. Wonderful guy. Oh, Anyways. his books are are tremendous, and he's an incredible human being. Like mm-hmm. here, okay. This is what's so great about post football season right. radio is we can take whatever turn we want. Let's just and go. So it, let's just go. Mitch Album is now running a an orphanage in Haiti. You're kidding. Really? <laughs> yes. He is literally taking in Haitian orphans. And is at, and it is one of the most incredible projects, the most kind-hearted. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who has taken his fame or celebrity or, or whatever you want to call it, like, and, and turned it into something for good. Um, I mean, it, it, it's an absolutely amazing story you should read his latest book um and of course i'm drawing a blank on the title of it now but it's written about one of the young girls from the orphanage who he actually adopted and uh came to live with um he and janine in in detroit wonderful sidetrack yes um we can get back to mitch what were we talking about well you you were saying that people were trying to give you cars oh yeah 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 it wasn't trying. So, like, they, you know, you'll do a radio. It's like, you know, Aaron Rodgers comes on Pat McAfee's show every week. Like, he gets paid, right? It's, it's not just, hey, I'm going to show up and do it. But so they would do trade-outs where, I, you know, you show up and, and do your radio appearance. And in exchange, I would get a, a Jaguar for the, the football season, right? So, I, you know, whenever I showed up and... Um, in preseason, then you just drove the Jag through the season and then gave it back and then flew back to Portland. But so notoriously, you know, apparently Jags, like, I, you know, I didn't know this growing up, but like they mechanically like malfunction. And so um, the parking brake got locked and I, like it was one of the electronic ones and I couldn't get it undone. Like it wouldn't. And so they had to come tow the car get to the dealership and like we don't have another car right now it's like oh that's cool that's you know we'll, you know figure it out and they're like no 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 but we have this aston martin <laughs> that'll work <laughs> and i was like hold on because it's a jaguar aston martin dealership this is when aston martin and jaguar were under the ford umbrella and they said but we've got this aston martin here why don't you just take that until your car is fixed I'm like no 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 I am not taking responsibility for this, what, at the time, you know, $160,000 car, you know, now. Oh, there's insurance? Come on. 
oh my god so they they it's a it was the aston martin the v12 vanquish it's like a 485 horsepower v12 oh that god. all you know and i'm not like i'm not a car geek and you know, i can't but it had like the tiptronic paddles like there's no um there was no parking or there was no it was just a parking brake and then like neutral and all and then like a reverse button it was the weirdest thing i ever seen but you want to talk about like the most you have like you see those movies like those scenes in movies where like the the wheels spin and then like take off down like that's not real remember steven alexander the tight end from um he probably had his best years in uh washington with the, with the uh, with then Redskins, he finished his career with Detroit. Anyway, he lived down the no, street. No, but I believe and you. I picked. Him, yes, there you go. I picked him up on the way. He's like, "You've got to pick me up. You got to drive me to to work." I was like, "Cool." So I pick him up to coming through the neighborhood, and it's like, you know, quarter to six, six, you know, six in the morning, and I'm trying to think like it would be like pulling out of a neighborhood onto Burnside. Right. So onto like a major street. And so there's literally nobody on the on the the road. And so I kind of look and Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Right, and I was like, I'm going to coast through this stop sign. And I coast through, and I dropped it, you know, hit the paddles, and, like, cranked the wheel, you know, to take a right-hand turn out onto, onto Burnside, and then slam the gas. I'm not kidding. This thing fishtailed out all the way to the other side of the onco- oncoming traffic over the <laughs> dividing line, like, caught, and then, <laughs> and I could... You like you feel your face like just get sucked back into the seats, and Stephen let out the biggest like scream, like he was a little seven-year-old girl, like oh my god! And then <laughs> we're down, you know, down the road, and I have never like at that moment it was like okay, so people will just give 
cars that, um, you know, supercars to people in the NFL. And then I had to give it back in like two weeks because the other car got fixed. And I was like, well, you sure? You're the, you're the quarterback of the Lions. But did that, did that moment make you become, like, did that do something to you to make you want that, like, be car guy and go fast and take your car to Laguna Seca and, like, race other dudes? You know what I mean? No. Yeah, I see what you're saying. If anything, it scared the hell out because, of you. Okay, what's that? Scared the hell out of you. Made you, you not want to be that yeah. way. Well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like I'm in second gear and I'm going and I'm going yeah. on the I'm on the freeway in second gear. Like that's how, you know. Okay, it's starting to sound a little high. I better drop to third. Um, but like those. How do I say this taftfully? I didn't want to become that guy, right? Oh, you didn't like you Aston Martin guy? Well, you know, the guy, it's like, I'm going to race you with my car. I'm going to, yeah. you know, yeah. like, but what it has done is, you know, as, you know, kids are getting older and like retro is cool again. I had the thought the other day, I was like, oh, I wonder what a 2004 Aston Martin Vanquish sells for now i was oh, like oh, i went on and you know I, it's it's not by any means you know affordable but uh well i shouldn't say that it's only like fifty nine thousand dollars wait really which is significantly less than the 150 that it was but it's like huh at what Damn. point does like that old because that was in the bond movies that was in the bond movie that came out and, you know, like all those Bond Aston Martins are like retro, cool, super valuable. I was like, at what point does it hit the bottom of like the, you know, the old car market? And I then love this for you, Joey. Valuable, I think you should be an Aston Martin Valuable guy. and retro. So that's the thing. Like, I didn't want to be the racing car guy, but I had the thought the other day. I was like, huh, I wonder if there's ever a point where it gets down to like 20000 Yeah. you know? Would you and then maybe... I mean, if it if it got down to yeah. you know something that was because it was it's something that you put in the garage and and then you know drive up the gorge every every once in a while. you're not driving an Aston Martin to the grocery. Actually, we did drive the Aston Martin to the grocery <laughs> store. Emily and I did, and that was um, there's there was no back seat. It was just kind of like this little shelf thing. I mean, it was kind of a seat, but we had all these grocery bags. It was like, what do you what do you do with it? <laughs> Like strap well, it to the top of the car. <laughs> I don't think it's made to go to the grocery store, but that's funny that yeah. you guys. <laughs> Which exactly emphasizes the point. Like, no, yeah. I did not think I should get this Aston yeah. Martin and start racing people because right. I was going to the grocery store. Right. Okay. Well, uh, this is our friend Joey Harrington. It is story time with Joey, uh, a great sportsman. Um, let's just uh, we got to take a break. We're we're over, so let's uh, come back. I want to ask you about your first car. I wonder what Joey Harrington's first car was. Do you have any guesses, Buckley? Oh, I, I mean, I feel like he, he might be in the same realm I was, like an S, like a used SUV guy, something like that, like a Jeep or a pickup okay. or something like that. Okay, maybe a Subaru, mm -hmm. being an Oregonian. Maybe, maybe. I also want to know Joey's first car post-signing because yeah. that feels like a big thing. Exactly, Ooh. exactly. All right, well, let's talk cars. Uh, Joey Harrington, more with him next on The Fan. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, well, we're getting to nothing that we have planned, but that's the beauty of story time. 
is... We got all off-season for that. That's right. Uh, Joey Harrington is with us, and uh, we were talking, since we were at the auto show, we were talking about his Aston Martin. He's Aston Martin guy. I, I wish it was w- my Aston Martin. It was, well, just, I, it was the dealership's Aston Martin that I got to drive for like two weeks. Yeah, I think it would be cool if you bought it. Though at you know at this stage of your life, I think that would be that would be awesome. But what was your um, what was your first car? Nineteen eighty nine Toyota Camry. Very sensible. Okay. Yep. Manual transmission. Mm-hmm. One side view mirror. It did not have a passenger side view mirror. Not because it got knocked off, but because uh, my dad told me later. I asked him. I was like, "Why was there only one side view mirror?" He said, "Because they gave me the option." When I bought it, because it was, you know, dad's old car, really? uh, that it, it was like $300 less if you didn't put the <laughs> passenger side side view mirror on. So you like, could oh, opt out of a key piece of safety equipment. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Oh, my God. Okay, so did he, yeah. so what was your dad's philosophy on, on your car, like giving you a car? Well, I didn't get it. I mean, it was. I think my sophomore year, I, li- I started living off campus, and then it was um, that's when I that's when I got the camera. He got a he, uh, he and he had just gotten. I mean, it was so that would have been ninety eight, ninety nine. So yeah, it was ten years. The car was ten years old, and he, you know, he got a new car. And but what about and, when you first started driving, like in high school? Oh, in high school? Yeah. Um, I mean, he had the Camry. I mean, it wasn't mine. Um, That's what you drove. But you had, learned on that. I drove the. Yeah, I learned on the on the Camry, which then you know when he got the Honda Accord, then I got the Camry. Or and hold on, ready? You, I, I don't think you're quite ready. I for don't this. think I am. Yeah. Uh, Dodge Grand Caravan, four screen with oh my gold. God. Piping, like yeah. race, not a race full racing stripe down the side, but more of just like a pinstripe. Oh yeah, I thought you were going to go wood siding on us, which would have been maybe one, one step no, up. No, that but, was uh, the I, I like previous. That. that was the station wagon before. Okay, so at least the road in the family. Of, <laughs> yeah, so I rode in the in the wood paneled station wagon, but I didn't get to drive that because she got the minivan. You know, what a sensible family. What was your first car? Okay, so what? No, let me ask you this way. What is the nicest car you've ever purchased? And don't be don't be <laughs> humble. I know you're a very humble guy, but we want Ego Joey here. Ego Joey. Um well purchased. I, I've I our good friends at BMW Portland are absolutely fantastic and I have purchased a BMW seven series from them. Nice. It's a beautiful, fantastic, wonderful, incredible the ultimate driving machine, as they say. That is a fly um, car, for sure. It it's it's not bad. Um, it, it it does its it does its job. Um, you were going to ask my first car. Well, we asked your first car right? after you got after you got your big contract. That's the other one. Well, so I never. So here's the funny thing. Again, like people just give cars away to NFL players even though they could, should probably buy them. I didn't buy a car, so I got drafted in 2002. I did not buy a car until 2008. Wow, that's awesome. Did you buy one for anybody else? I bought my, like a, like a I parent bought or anything like that? Yeah, I bought my, I bought my uh, parents' cars. 
Um, oh. Yeah. Do you have another yeah, minivan? Uh, no, mom. Um, mom wanted a Ford Explorer. Nice. You know, um, and then I got dad uh, like the Lexus. Um, what was it? The LS. Yeah, that Excellent. was a few few years ago. Um, had a Range Rover for a while again, like on a trade out deal, and that was that was a good, the Range Rover Supercharge was a fun one to drive. You like that car? Uh, See, I, I don't. I've never liked those. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It was the it was it drove like a car. That's the thing. Like, it was a SUV that drove, like, because a lot of times, like, you know, you're driving an SUV, and it's like you're driving a truck. You know, like, dum 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 yeah. dum This Range Rover, the Supercharged, like, it had some, it, it had some, some move to it. Um, but, yeah, you know. Okay, so, last question, then, because now we're out of time. Look at that. Shut up. Yeah, we'll have to get to our hardest job in sports next week. Yeah, we were going to ask you that the topic that we were talking about before you came on was: Is being a college football head coach now the hardest job in sports, uh, team sports? Which it, I feel like it's not even really much of a debate anymore. But who cares about that? The who real cares? question is: we're, You're at the auto show, like seriously. I know. What would you? Uh, what do you? Uh, so. You're a hard one because you're obviously very, like, you're not just going to go out and buy, like, this Lamborghini that's sitting right behind us, although it is very nice. You should, though. Matt Black. Um, what what would be a dream car of yours? Like, something that you really would want? Aston Martin. Oh, you that, that OG Aston Martin that you drove? The OG the Aston Martin. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, that's like, I don't, see, I love... I love the idea of vintage, of yeah. being, you know, 58 years old with, you know, some gray hair and, you know, cruising down the gorge. You know, kids are out of college and me and Emily go on a date and, you know, uh-huh. I don't, I don't, I, the, the idea of like hopping in a Lamborghini and, you know, like, I, or, a, you know, uh, what does it say, McLaren or a, mm-hmm. a Bugatti, you know, like spending a million bucks for a car. No, no, thank you. Like, that's just not for a whole host of reasons. But, like, you know, like a vintage Aston Martin or um, I don't know. That would be a, that would be a pretty cool, uh, uh, a cool way to go. On the extreme end of the spectrum, as far as teammates or guys you played with, who who either has the most memorable or outlandish or like, okay, that might not be my thing, but that's a pretty sweet ride. Ooh, Marty Morningweg. That's a tough question. <laughs> he came up. So Marty Morningweg. Motorcycle. Okay, so, yes, the motorcycle. Do you know the story? You told us this, yeah. But you About should tell how he again. walked off. He pretend, okay, so here we go. Yeah. I don't know this story. So this is a great story. My rookie, my rookie year, he got, you know, quote, unquote, real pissed off at us one day. And, like, it was, it was an attempt at motivating us. But, like, he started screaming at the top of his lungs just out of nowhere and, like, was, you know, like, MFing guys up and down. I was like, what is going on? Like, and then he's like, you know, screw it, I've had it, I'm out. 
and he storms off the field, and he just happened to have a motorcycle sitting behind the goalpost there, and then, like, <laughs> throws on his helmet, and he peels out of the parking lot. And we're like, oh, okay, well, I, I guess practice is done, and we just left. That was his bit. There you go. Way to make a statement, <laughs> that was coach. His bit. <laughs> he was fired yeah. not long after. He got your attention. <laughs> oh, hey, which reminds me, coolest car I ever saw in the parking lot. That was the year. That was immediately, like, right after that motorcycle was when they rolled out the Ford, the, the new Ford GT. Oh, okay. The remake of the one from um, the Ford versus Ferrari movie, and Robert Porsche had one of those. Damn, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Fantastic. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you. You're wonderful. Thank you. You're wonderful. I, uh, I hope to uh, chat again soon. Talk to you next week. Have See a great Joey. weekend. Joey Harrington. See ya. How about that? Yeah, he's brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. Got to nothing. This is the beauty of story time. It, it was spinning. No we're plan. at the auto show. We only talked cars. That's good. Yeah. And, you know, we're not Synergy. even huge car guys, you and I. No, we're not. And neither is he. No. But yet you can still talk cars. Yeah. That's the beauty of cars. Mm-hmm. Right there. All right. Let's move it on to the club. I have an announcement to make. Mm-hmm. I think I'm about to become that guy. We'll start there next on The Fan. The following show may contain adult themes not suitable for children. Shut the hell up. Club 1080 with Isaac and Souk. Mmm, it does go well with a chicken. I didn't know hanging out with you was making me smarter. Full disclosure, Morty, it's not. Temporary superintelligence is just a side effect of the mega seeds dissolving in your rectal cavity. Oh, man. Yeah. And once those seeds wear off, you're going to lose most of your motor skills, and you're also going to lose a significant amount of brain functionality for 72 hours, Morty, starting right about now. Rock to the dog. You got to Rocking you uh, on a Friday? Why did I say that? They fell in love. I'm glad Will played those uh, clips <laughs> of me. Because they're awesome? Well, not only that. That goes without saying, <laughs> Buckley. But I'm glad he played those because I believe that my... Musical works speak for themselves, as you can hear. Uh, they'll stand the test of time. However, I got a text the other day, um, and I think we were on the air. It was from the Odyssey Party Crew, who is still here drinking. Uh-huh. In a stunning turn of events, they're still here drinking. <laughs> and it was from Kim, and Ryan Cooley was on the text. Okay. And it said, we're at the Silver Sun pickup show, mm. and you, no, no. The lead sing- uh, you look like the lead singer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Google, so now Let's everybody see. frantically Googles the lead singer of the Silver Sun Pickups. And I don't know much about that band. Um, well, when you start to put it in the Google bar, it, the, it auto-fills with Silver Sun Pickups lead singer sounds like a girl. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it auto-fills with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. What's the guy's name? Brian Aubert Aubert. Brian Aubert. Well, he's French. For heaven's sakes, that's two strikes. A U B E R T. Let's okay. see. 
Well, it, she showed me a picture. Yeah, that dude, that, I'm sorry. Most people, when you show them a picture of somebody that looks like them, they say, no way. That looks exactly like me. Or he looks like me. Because... Yeah, hold on a second here. Now, so what do you think, Kurt? You don't understand. I get reprimanded if I just uh, tweet out photos that we don't have licensing for. That's a no-no around Odyssey parts. I do lots of training over that. <laughs> this one right here, though, looks ultra Isaac. That looks like me, but look at this one. Okay, dude, you got to tweet this out. We're gonna put this on the. If we can, we don't might not have a yeah. Good point. Rights to the image, dude. That's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really is. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, Anyhow. she said. She made a quip about how, oh, he looks like, or you look like him, but he has more musical talent. I beg to differ. Exhibit A and Exhibit B, what Will just played. <laughs> You're welcome. My work speaks for itself. <laughs> That's right. Rocking you uh, on a Friday. Why well, here's Kurt thinks he has a headset, too. What? It appears Kurt thinks he has a headset. We're having a conversation. Yeah, Kurt, we're on the air. Okay. <laughs> we could give him a headset. We could always give <laughs> the sales like folks a headset. headset. I have an extra headset. Would you we, like we to come on the air? Right here. I think he wants to come on. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Let's plug you in, fella. Let's All get you in right. here. Let's, let's get, him. get this going. Okay, this is... <laughs> yeah. You don't get walk-up music. Now he wants his sales guy walk-up music, Dave Matthews Band. This is Kurt Ludwig. Oh, uh, flip it around. Other way. Yeah, other way, idiot. Wearing them backwards. <laughs> Have another. Uh, is this it here? Are we yeah, that's it. That should be good. Live? Yeah, we. Yeah, right. yeah. I, I think. Will, can you confirm Let's, that we can hear Kurt Ludwig? Kurt, Look at talk. Kim. Yeah, Kim Kurt, looks, go for it. Can you talk? What's up, P ones? Kim, <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> Kim looks trepidatious. Yes. She's word. biting Kim, her teeth. Kim so Kim really what's, wants uh, to come up. How you guys doing over there? It looks like a good party. It is a good party. Yeah, you know, we got Ryan Cooley, Jeff Sacramento. Yeah, is he winning here? the poll question? They did the He's people winning the poll question apparently, right? Is, oh, that, is right? that right? Chance is winning. He's, oh, Chance. Oh, Chance is okay. How many beers have you had? Uh, <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? Look, we brought you here to sit you down and just tell you we're concerned. Is this an intervention? <laughs> as public well, as they get. All right. I didn't know I was walking. <laughs> Just have a seat right there. Okay. Look, Kurt, this is. He's like a child being disciplined all of a sudden. Look, I just want to tell you I Do love you. Do you think I have a problem? And I, wrote, and I wrote a little something that I want to read to you. <laughs> Forgive me if I choke up. We love you. And you we too. want the best for you. Okay. But your drinking has hurt our show. No, and I it, beg to differ. <laughs> I think it's yeah. I think it's. I think it's content. added to ratings. <laughs> <laughs> and it and it has hurt <laughs> my bottom line because I make talent right. fees off of endorsements. Listeners can't see this, but Isaac is is reading from a fake letter in his hands. <laughs> Right. And you don't sell S. <laughs> He's looking at his hands as if holding a letter, although there is no letter. I it's feel wonderful. if you were sober, you would, sell, would sell more, more endorsements oh. for me. Oh. For you. And I would make more money. Okay. Therefore, I would like to offer you a program. <laughs> it is in Palm Springs. <laughs> it's in Palm Springs. Oh. And we'd like I'm you intrigued. to go <laughs> and check it out. All right. Will you do this for us, Kirk? 
I will take one for the team. Oh, wait, you call your name Kirk? Is yeah. Kurt. Sorry. Kurt. It's a T. <laughs> Not Kurt. It's a hard yeah. T. <laughs> I know. Do you even know who you this going? guy is? Yeah. You going yeah, to rehab? I'm, I'm down for Palm Springs. Let's go. He's going to rehab, guys. All right. It's done. Thank you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that Where are the easy. ladies? Where are you? Cue up the ladies. Gordner, <laughs> come on. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. No. What, See, what are you He's going to have to find it on the board. <laughs> <laughs> so can we post that? Can you post that picture? I don't know if I can. I think uh, we should. Let me look. Ask for forgiveness uh, we later. Hold on. Let, let, run I'll it through legal? Do we have I'll, to run I'll it? find one on Twitter that already exists, and I'll retweet it. So, yeah, we'll do that. Well. Right. It hasn't Kurt, been done yet. I'll let you know what it is. We love you. And we're just right. concerned. <laughs> You're concerned. All right. So. Well. All right. Well, you're riveting. Yes. Thank you for coming I know. on. Thanks for my cup. Yeah. Kim's my next. Contribution. Kim is An next. Odyssey station. <laughs> Kim's running what for the hills. Mess. I know. She is. You guys are. Or she's running for the bar. How many beers? Uh, no, seriously. How many beers have you had? Uh, Four? Four? Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's a good start, babe. Yeah. yeah it's a good, good start. start. Where's the babe, night? Babe. Where's the night going? I don't know where the night is going to go. Take a raw opportunity. Well, I tell you what, one of my favorite Kurt stories. So this is Kurt from sales, if you guys don't know. He's a great salesman. I'm not kidding about the uh, intervention, but um, sounds like he's on board, so we'll get him sober. But one of my favorite stories is uh, the NCAA tournament came to Portland. Oh, yes. I mean, I don't know what year that was. What I know that where you're going. Been? Maybe Probably eight years ago? Yeah. 17, 18, somewhere in there? Yeah. Whenever it came, one of those times. And we, I met Kurt at... What is I think it's called Jack Ramsey's. The, it was a, yeah, the old Jack Ramsey's, whatever yeah. that was. We were in there drinking. Yeah. Before the games. I think we might have been doing our show there. Yeah. Maybe. I think that's what it, excuse me. I think that's what it was cuz we got off at 7 and Suk and I get off the show and I see Kurt, and we were going to go into the games. We we're going to go see the late yeah. the late session. Yeah. And uh, that didn't happen because what do nope. I see? James. I see Kurt Kurt and J- and James, James from uh, Laurelwood Brewing yeah. at the bar. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, we'll go see these guys, fun guys. We go uh, go over to the bar at Jack Ramsey's, and what happens? You would think we order a couple of beers, right? Naturally. The guys from Laurelwood Brewing, James, who's now selling, like, what is he selling? Like coffins now or something? No, he's in, he's in the sake. He's in the sake business? Yes, yeah. Yeah, he's a booze guy for sure. I'm looking at Kurt's face wondering if he knows where this is going. Do you know where this is going? Yes, yeah, no, I do. It's, it's, I remember this dude, we got, very, very vividly. So we, I go to the bar, and it's uh, Kurt and James, and then a couple of other James cronies. So they're all Laurelwood guys, so I'm thinking we're just going to order beers. The dude orders freaking, what, 15 shots tequila of, shots? Yes. <laughs> Boy, it was a party. It I'm was like, a scene, let me tell we, you. What is happening? Yes. Well, long story short, and Kate Mitchell was there, and anybody who knows who's listened to our show knows that Kate Mitchell at one time was an animal and she was there. And that adds to the, I mean, it's, it's just an, it, this was the height of intercom at that time. Now Odyssey uh, party days. And my God, we never got into the game at all. Nope. Didn't never make it went in. No, that night. I don't, I think I, I don't think I've ever blacked out in my life. That's as close as I've come to black. Vomited never? once or twice. Yeah. yeah See, no, bad. I've never blacked out. I don't really get Coward. that. Well, <laughs> hey, I'll drink. Not even in those uh, Never happens. little frat fling days down in New Orleans or whatever? No, but I tell you, I mean, there are times yeah, when you, it's a little fuzzy. Yeah. It's like, wait, did I 
I did that? Who got me home? That kind of thing. That's but I've what never, that is, I think. Yeah, you, but you blacked, blacked out. It's like, oh, I don't remember a thing. Oh, well. Because then I, I just feel like people use it as an excuse to just say for their bad behavior. And what's wrong with that? Like Kurt. But <laughs> anyway, there's nothing more Wait. to that story other than that's Kurt, which is why we're trying to get him to Palm Springs. Yeah, and as well you should. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. the rehab center. And my buddy wants to go with me. He's texting me right now. He's like, I'm there with you in Palm Springs. Yeah. It's time. Shout out to Kirby. You know it's not a vacation. There's work for you to do there. It's time. <laughs> it's time. Let's let's embrace it. All right. Uh, All right. Listen, you... I got I to gotta announce something. When we come back, I'm going to become that guy. This pertains to golf. And I want to know what you guys think about it. And hopefully you're not on the headset. <laughs> and ho- no. I mean well, this. I, ho- I, I, ho- there's a, I hope we get you a cab to the Alaska Airlines flight to Palm Springs. <laughs> And get you when some help. When is Suk flying out? Maybe I can go with him. Well, he's at the airport right now. New Orleans. Doing a AMA. There. Did you ask him a question, Buck? I, Suk? No, yeah. I get to ask him questions like five times a week usually, so no. Kurt, what would you ask Suk if you if you could uh, ask him anything? AMA. Ask Suk anything. We can yeah. find Boy. out what Suk's been What's it like working so with Suk? Give us the inside scoop. Give us the Odyssey inside scoop. Joey asked him a question. What did he ask him? What did Suk say? He said, where are you at? Why am I on the show and you're not? Oh, Suk did not Joey. respond. Oh, wow. for shame. Ghost and Joey. Ghost and Joey. Like it appears Suk has only answered two questions. <laughs> what were the questions? What's the worst part of your job? And he said there really isn't a bad part. Oh, that's bullshit. And his favorite blazer of all time on and off the court. <laughs> what a terrible question. What did he answer to that? Dame and B-Roy. B-Roy? boring well th- and that concludes our ama <laughs> and we're done god that's such a sports ama stupid what would you ask him oh, boy what would i ask and who, is he really i'm mean, like what's he like to work with behind the scenes i don't know i think it's all a facade <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean who's more of a no. pain in the ass me or Sue? oh you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Didn't even get to finish the question. <laughs> I was trying to get some truth out of you. No. Look at yeah. sugar coating. No, that's true. Definitely. No, true. I love you though. All right, well we love you too. We're just concerned. Yes. All right. All right. We've got I'm a, gonna go have another beer. There's a cap before <laughs> <laughs> my flight that. leaves, all right? Yeah. We'll get you and all then, the drinks uh, you want on your flight. All right. Just do us this favor. <laughs> all right, uh announcement. Big announcement. Next on the fan. Club 1080 with Isaac and Sue. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is scotch, scotch. On 1080, the fan. Can I get a hot tub? <laughs> well, we're already talking contract over here. Nice. Uh, there's an option on my contract in September, and Kim is saying that. Uh, Are I you optional? She's. It's. It's a team option. <laughs> oh, it's a team option. I have no. That's right. What, so I'm asking. Are, are you? Are you going to be an option for? Well, them? I don't know. It's. A, it's. <laughs> oh, she said I'm not allowed to leave. Well, that, but that I said bodes well for you. Then, if not the optional. team picks up the option, can the player be like, no thanks? I don't think so. Because that's kind of how I feel. I think you'd have to break the contract then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank God we got Kirk off the headset. You know, I mean, Kurt. Know, I was gonna say you know his name's Kurt. Yeah, Kurt. <laughs> What's this? What am I reading here? You don't have to get uh, uh, the the head suit a mic. You can hear her clearly on the I background. Know. Oh. I know. <laughs> All right, so here's my quick announcement because we're going to have somebody from the auto show on next. That's right. I got I got a little thing to announce to you guys, and I want to know what you think. And feel free to make fun of me, but I'm a big golfer. 
A lot of you are big golfers. I didn't see this for you, but I know, I know. Most, but this is I'm gonna, not. I'm going to hear you out. This is not going to be. It's not going to seem like me. Yeah. But I believe that I am going to become electric cart guy, electric the, caddy guy. This is surprising. To electric me. push cart guy. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to take the plunge. Uh, I want to do it. A couple reasons. One, I don't like riding in golf carts. Okay. I think that's stupid. I like being out. I like walking. Yeah. But as an old man, older, when I carry, that gets a little cumbersome. What about the analog push cart? Like, I like, have like that. a decent one, like, you know, Click Gear or whatever. Yeah, one the of Click those. Gear guys gave us, Suk and I gave okay. us Click Gears. And thank you to those guys. I love that. And I push it. That's what I do. And, and that's probably where I will stay. But I still, I like the feel of waltzing without having to worry about where my clubs are. Yeah, that that would be a luxury for sure. And listen, here's the thing: I'm not a guy that just is always at the front of the line on on technology. Okay, that, I, I that sit back. Say, you don't seem like a gadget guy to me. I'm not. Yeah, but I sit back and I wait and I watch and I. This is what I do with movies and TV shows. I like I listen to see what people are saying, and then I'm like, if boy, I keep hearing everybody talking about that. There's something to that, right? Well, as I golf, because I golf a lot. Everybody that I talk to, I'm seeing more and more electric mm -hmm. carts. Now, by the way, if you guys don't know what this is, it you put your bag on it, and it has a remote control, and you just it just follows you, so or you can push. You, I'm more of there being two different kinds. One that you control it, and you actually have to do it like a remote control car the whole time. And say I want yeah. to go here, there. I also know about the ones that have like the the Bluetooth setting or whatever, yes. like or the tracking setting that it will just follow it you will wherever follow you, you go. Correct, and then that seems even more awesome. Oh, by far. I have not run into anybody that has that one yet, but I've run into it. You know, more and more you see people that have these, and they just have a little remote control in their pocket, and they're in their hand, and they just, it just, they just you know, guide the cart as they, as they walk, and everybody I talk to, every one of them swears by it. There's nobody that says, ah, well, it's kind of, you know, the battery, eh, or, or it just, it tips over, or this or that. Nobody. Every one of them is like, Greatest thing I've ever bought. Are they mostly good golfers? Not necessarily. Because when when they no when this first became a thing, I mostly felt like I was seeing like gadget guy and frankly like fat asses who didn't want to push it and do the work themselves. Yeah, like it and, does and, and seem like, like that. And that's like I guess maybe the perception that I, I have of it right now. It's like yeah. it's either for like gadget nerd guy or guy who like doesn't like who wa wants to walk but doesn't want to put the well, work in. And uh, and that's I guess there's nothing inherently. Wrong with that, but like a couple of times I've seen it, it's like it kind of gives me a little eye roll. Yeah, but uh, I think that's I think that that's why I'm bringing this up. Yeah, is that I do feel that that is a judgeable offense. But then and again, I, I get that. But then again, you, you walk up, you, you plant your tee in the ground, you stripe one down the fairway, you just walk off just with walk. your little cart. It, like, that's right. That seems pretty wonderful. That's right. Yeah. And I think if we're being honest, yeah, it's a great, it's a great thing. Everybody swears by it. Yeah. Now, if yeah. if I'm getting mixed reviews from people that have them, they're like, well, eh. Different hard story. to guide. Yeah. That's a different story. But everybody, and I've. Like, won't follow me to X, Y, and Z places. It's tough when it gets bubbled. Yeah, no. And I, the one where you where you put the tracker on the on your belt and it just follows behind you. Yeah. I'm sorry. That. See, that's, I, w I would just want to go all the way Dude, to that step. That sounds amazing. Because frankly, like having the little like pocket remote doesn't seem like that. With, like Over 18 holes, you might well, get tired of that. But Here's the other thing. The other thing, and I get this. It's like, how hard is it to freaking push that, your... Right. You know, it's like one hand on your cart, and you push it. It's not that hard. Right. True. Very true. There is no reason 
really. But to what you have described the though cup. is the ultimate luxury of just being able to waltz down the fairway and all your stuff just follows. And that's you. exactly what it is—a luxury. Yeah. So yeah. why would you not want to make golf even more enjoyable? Especially if it's something that you like and like doing a lot. Because if you've ever been to Bandit, you're going to Bandit in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, about a month. Right. Yep. So are, do you get caddies when you're at Bandit? Yeah, we will. Yeah. Good. I, I've never done that. You've never done. Okay. So yeah. you, have you ever had a caddy in your life? That's what I'm saying. I've never. I've, ne- ever, I've ne- okay. never had one. This is going to change your mind I'm about sure. the electric cart because yeah. you, that is that enhances the experience by twenty five percent. And why wouldn't you want that every time sure. you play for the lump sum of? And it's no, they're not cheap. I mean, you know, you get into one of these carts. It's but that's why if you golf 15. a lot, they make even more sense because then I always do the m- mental math of like, well, how much am I paying per use? And if you take this thing out 30 times a year or 40 times a year, suddenly it's not going to seem very expensive. Yeah. Well, right. How many times you have to play before it pays for that's, itself? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, it, I mean, you can buy them for – you can put them on your reg- – there's ones you can buy for 600 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever it is. One guy told me. And you can put them on your current click gear. Oh, okay. And, and they're made for that. Or I'm probably just going to go straight to the top of the line and get one that's, you know, maybe may 1200 maybe yeah. 1500 But I just, I think I'm going to take the plunge, guys. Okay. Make fun of me all you want. I'm going to be that guy. Bougie bitch. <laughs> it is quite bougie. <laughs> but that is actually on brand for me. Yeah. But the, but the yeah. electric cart kind of doesn't seem on brand. but I know. I feel like you would make fun of the electric cart guy. Well, I was that guy. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on. I was I was just like you. I would see a guy with that, and I'd be like, come on, you dude. You need that. Really? Yeah. Really? But now you're just showing off. But I got to tell you, man, the reviews are great. I always come back sore from golf. I don't know about you. I get a little sore. Yeah. Especially after carrying my bag. See, I, I will never do that. I will you either. You don't carry? I will push. Like, I would say I carry sometimes. 95% of my rounds are just pushing push carts. So I have like, one of those little – have you ever seen those those smaller carry bags that they have these days? Yeah. A concealer? Thinner, what? A concealer? <laughs> you have a concealed carry? No, not that kind of carry ordner. Thank you, though. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, they're just smaller carry bags. They're lighter. They're really, really nice. But even that, I feel a difference. There are three types of rounds, Okay. And how your body feels after the, the the round is different in all three. One is carrying your golf bag. Mm-hmm. Two is pushing your golf bag. Mm-hmm. Three is electric golf caddy, mm-hmm. where you don't push anything. You just remote control. Your body feels different on each of the three. Yeah, in honesty, you'll probably golf better, too, by the end of your rounds as maybe. well. Maybe. You're I, less tired. I, I would imagine you'd have more juice. Dude, I'm 48. Yeah. I'm older than yeah. you. Yeah. I do feel this when I'm playing golf, holes 15, 16, 17, I have to be aware. And I don't drink on the golf course anymore. I used to drink. I don't do See, that. See, I do, and that's why by because hole 15, it just, it's no bueno My for round me. goes yeah. south. So I don't ever drink until after the, the round. But I do feel my body wear out towards the latter end of the round, so I have to be very aware of that. Yeah, I, see, I feel my sobriety peter out by that point in what time. What a stupid conversation this is. You well, know? Just I mean, two guys talking about their golf games. <laughs> yeah, let's get Kirk back on. As you're standing up, gesturing, me, gesturing to me with your glass I don't of know, wine. I'm very passionate. <laughs> well, we have an audience. The uh, Kim, would you like to? Why not? There's a there's a, yeah, it's an open mic night. There's a headset here. Oh, Jeff's like, oh, you got to hit the clock. Or <laughs> it's about time to break. Or. That's true. We have a guest. Yeah, we do. We're gonna talk auto show next with Kim. Our fearless leader. 
All right, we'll take a break. Let's go to Will with Sports Center. All right, we're out here at the uh, Oregon International Auto Show. I've been broadcasting out here all day at the uh, convention center, open till Sunday. Um, and now the executive VP of the Oregon Auto Dealers Association, he is the man behind this whole show, is uh, sitting down with us here uh, right next to the bar. Right can, next to the bar. Let's get you a drink. <laughs> it's I need Greg. It. <laughs> I bet you do. What time are you here this morning? 4.30 this morning. A little, little early for me. Dang. Uh, Greg Remensberger, and uh, you've been doing this for a long time. We talk to you every time we come out here. Yeah. What, 21 years now? This is my 21st show, yeah. So That is impressive. It is impressive. What was? What's the difference about this show? I know she changed the name. Yeah, so... Th- Auto shows used to be supported by the manufacturers. They were the ones that would always buy the space and send the cars and all that. And they've been pulling back from the expense and putting that expense on the local dealers. And so as we sit here and look at, say, the Northwest Ford dealers, it's dealers from Salem all the way up into uh, through the Portland area out to Sandy and so forth. So we, we thought the more we started to spread out pulling from those dealers, when they're looking at why should I, you know, be involved in a show that's just a Portland show, so we Makes really sense. want to represent who we who we are, which is the Oregon Auto Dealers. Yeah, and for the people who, I mean, I, I'm not a huge car person and haven't been, but there's so much cool stuff here to to kind of dive into for people who might just come, not the dealers, but as as patrons. What are the selling points for you, and, and what do you like about it? What is unique about this year's show specifically? You know, it's always about what's coming out, what's new and exciting. I think there are two things that are really getting a lot of attention this year, and that's the new VW ID Buzz, which the old VW Microbus that we all remember from from our young days has been retrofitted into a newer, more modern. It's all electric. It's, it's just an unbelievable little minivan. Uh, taking minivan to a whole new level. So they're bringing back the bus, Wait, but in EV. The, yeah. So it looks like the Scooby Doo. Uh, exactly. What's it called? The ID Buzz. ID. And there's a lot buzz. of buzz about the buzz. I'm gonna go see that. <laughs> yeah, it's in the Volkswagen booth, and then uh, the Tesla Cybertruck is here. Oh, it is. Oh, is. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> which is. Uh, I've seen uh, pictures of it. It's mm-hmm. one of those things you either love it or you hate it, and there's a lot of both on our social media when we've had pictures posted <laughs> yeah. of it. So yeah, it gets people talking, doesn't it? It really does. And there's there's regardless of what you think about what it looks like, there's a line of people that want to get their picture taken next to it. So. Now, last time we were here, which I don't think was last year, was that last year? Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was last year. Okay, yeah. but then we had a break before that. Uh, because of COVID and everything. COVID, COVID, but yeah. we were talking about EV. I remember the last time we were talking to you, we were talking about EVs. And I know they're very popular. But what is the sentiment now? Because I feel like there's maybe it's kind of pulling back a little bit on the EV. Yeah, you know, the push to get people into EVs was spurred on by the fact that there was a federal tax rebate. And then there was a state incentive that they gave as well, too. So you could get up to... $10,000 off, and so that kind of leveled the price, because the cost of an EV right now is more expensive than a combustion engine vehicle. So that helped get everybody there. Well, then the federal rebate changed, and there's only a handful of vehicles that it applies to now, and the state rebate ran out of money, because it was so successful that now it's still, unless you're really an EV adopter, those other you know people who were kind of jumping across the chasm to get one have kind of cooled down a little bit. There's still a lot of interest. There's has to be a better infrastructure built in order for them to 
be a regular vehicle for for long distance travel. Right. But my wife's got a got a uh, Mustang Mach E, and she works from home, so she doesn't drive it as much as I drive when I'm driving around the state. And for her, it's perfect. You know, she loves lapping at the gas stations when she drives by all the time. <laughs> and and uh, but for me, because I go down to Medford and I go over to Bend and Eastern Oregon, you know, from time to time, it's trying to plan that extra half an hour to 45 minutes or up to an hour and a half to sit and charge up to get to the next stop is just a little bit more difficult for me where we're seeing a big increase is in the plug-in hybrids so you've got that electric for the round town stuff but if you're going on a long trip you still got yeah. gas in the tank that you can go you know your long distance yeah trips. do you think what what do you think the technology is on uh, because that's everything i hear about the ev thing too it's just just too short of a of a distance Where's the technology on that in, in terms of lengthening that? So we've really seen a lot of battery development has gotten so much better that now you're getting 250 to 350 miles on a, on a charge. Where it becomes problematic is you get down to a 60-mile range, you start getting to that panic moment of, you know, there's not a gas station on every corner or not a charging station on every corner like there was a gas station. So you got to start thinking about where is it and, when you get there, is it going to be working? You know, how many people are going to be waiting in line before me? So it's just a little bit more of that range anxiety when you get below 100-mile range left. So, uh, you know, again, for if you're driving to Seattle, it's one thing. If you're driving to Bend, you know, I took my uh, wife's Mach-E over to Bend and had a full charge on it before I left. Got over there, I still had 80 miles left on my range. So, mm. you know plugged it in overnight i was good to go for the next day or so of just goofing around in central oregon and then uh stopped by the walmart plugged into the supercharger went and had lunch came back i was fully charged to make it back home so it was you know again you got to think about it a little bit more yeah. than you, you just have to, to plan yeah. yeah it seems like the technology for batteries is is getting a lot better very quickly are there other aspects of technology in cars that you see really taking off that before we know it, everybody's going to have X feature. You know, it's everybody's talking about the autonomous driving, you know, being able to take your hands off the wheel and let it do that. And there is big improvements in them. There's actually cities that have driverless cars. You go to San Francisco yep. or you go down in Arizona, there will be a driverless taxi that will pick you up and take you where you're going. So I think that, that the evolution of that technology is something that's being built into cars right now that's, you know, uh, lane departure you know avoidance and uh stopping distance from the car in front of you when you get on the freeway and put it on the cruise control it it monitors the speed of the car in front of you and won't let you get any closer so that kind of stuff has really improved the uh or reduced the number of accidents that are on there minor accidents as well as major accidents so that uh is the is the industry stuff that we like to talk about. The other part of it that's just really cool is just the connectivity and the technology that's getting yeah, built. That's what there. I, I like. bet. Yeah. You know, if you look at the it's BMWs amazing. and the Mercedes that are over here, it is border to border screen across there from yeah. the passenger side door to the driver's door, a full screen across there, even to a point where the passenger can have their own stuff and navigation on the screen in front of them. And it's all one connected screen and the driver can be looking at their speed and their, you know, distance between them and the car in front of them. it's really it's pretty cool stuff so it's it's that's one of the things that coming to this show is great for is coming down and talking to the product specialist finding out how the, all these things are are developing and how it could be a different experience on this car versus that car yeah i'm guessing if you have not bought a car in a while or, or gotten something newer 
you have no idea how far the technology yeah, has come. Like it's, that's what I'm thinking. It's insane. It is. It, it really is. is. Now, what do I got to do to drive out of that out of here with that? Matt Black Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, because for the record, it's not just new cars and, and new technology. There are some really sweet exotics here and stuff that you're not going to find at your everyday dealership. Yeah, you know, we try to have a little bit of something for everything. You know, we're sitting real close to what we call PDX Ride. So it's people that live here in Portland. It's their car. And if it's something special, uh-huh. it meets the cred. Then we put it behind stanchions so nobody can sit in it or touch it like you do all the rest of the you cars You guys want my here. Toyota Highlander to come in? in? I'll put it up there if you want. Let's take a look. Come on, Isaac, bring it down. Let's see. Yeah, that, that's super cool. Um, well, we appreciate you having us out. So I, I just have to bring one thing up before I get off the radio because I know you guys got a show to go. But you, I'm in a... 12-step program, and you guys are one of the steps. So <laughs> my name is Greg, and I'm a 49er fan. Oh, Greg, I'm a 49er fan as well. It's not been easy these last couple of weeks. I tell you, it's hard. It, for two days, I couldn't even talk about it. Yeah, but that was rough. You know, it was. Uh, I thought it was us. I thought we had it going. And the there were about six or seven great. things that, if they went the right way, it yeah. would have been. Yeah, yeah could have, should have. That was but tough, did. and yeah. I feel for you. That's a hard way to go or to lose. Yeah. Um, but I would say. Does this make you feel better to think that you guys are in good shape? You don't want to fire your coach. He's great. I mean, you got a great team. Yeah. Like, there's there's really no – like, a lot of times when somebody loses the Super Bowl, you say, oh, man, they're never going to get back there. Yeah. They yeah. need to make changes. So you guys – Who would have ever thought that Brock Purdy would be the guy that we're all talking about? As I know. Our, you know, that, that not only has he outperformed what everybody expected him to do, but he's a nice – nice low hit on the salary cap. That's exactly that's, uh, right. That, yeah. that, and that's why they might be able to keep going back. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's I'm concerned about uh, Brandon Ayuk. I hope they keep him back. He's just he's so steady, not on the receiving side, but he just runs perfect routes yeah. and he's a hell of a blocker. It's just uh, hard to hard to see somebody that talented leave when we've got you know, but you know, that kind of stuff happens. It's, it's well. a business and someone will offer him a bunch of money and if we can't get him under the cap I'd hate to see him go. You'll yeah, be back. You You'll be back there. But hey, guys, I really appreciate yeah. you guys yeah, coming thank down. Thank you, Greg. We thank like you for having, having you here us. every year. Big, big sports fans, and uh, love your show. Appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. That's uh, Greg Remensberger. He is the executive uh, vice president, executive president, executive vice, executive president of the show. Yes, yeah. of the uh, Oregon Auto Dealers Association. Correct. And this is uh, this is a cool thing. You should come down. The by the way, the crowd has picked up uh, tonight considerably. Um, you said you guys are doing much better. Our numbers are well year. ahead of yeah. where we've been That's in great. the past. It's really and, good news. Uh, it just feels solid. There's a good good yeah. crew coming through, and uh, you know, we are uh, we are excited to be back. I look forward to it all year long. I'm I'm also excited on Sunday when we close the doors and I try <laughs> uh, to get my life back again get for take a little a, while. Get take a nap. <laughs> so it's uh, at the convention center. Uh, they are open till ten tonight, ten to ten tomorrow, and then ten to seven on Sunday. Twenty bucks tickets at the door and discounts for military, seniors, kids, and then uh, you guys got that four pack uh, family four pack family going this year, pack. which is and nice. We also have a partnership with. Albertsons and Safeway that is sponsoring the Sunshine Division. If you bring three cans of non-perishable food, they'll give you $3 off your ticket at the gate here, and Safeway will match that donation and give an additional $3 to the Sunshine Division. So it's another chance to help those that need it and get a little bit of a price discount, but Come and you can adopt a puppy. I was going to say, and they have puppies down here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's the Subaru booth. They've, they've done that a couple of years in the past, but it is it is always a hit. You get to uh, come see the cool cars, 
talk to the people uh, about adopting a this year we're working with the boxer rescue yeah. uh, group it's just cool. it's a ton of fun thanks greg awesome right. thanks so much thanks, greg. Guys. appreciate right. you we're back to wrap it up next on the fan i'm gonna kick some butt i'm gonna try big jack i'm gonna roll this road i'm gonna kick some ass i'm gonna kick a little ass rock flag and eagle on 1080 the fan double sun power all right, just a few minutes left here at the uh, auto show. We are back uh, Monday. Suke is back Tuesday. Yeah, it's just you and I on Monday yep. in Stude. And then uh, X-Golf Tualatin on uh, Tuesday. If Suke were here, he'd have to tell you that's Tualatin. Right. Do you know why he says that? It wasn't that uh, – I thought it was because there was a local athlete who – was it CJ McCollum pronounced it like that? No. He did the Will- Oh, he was Willamette. That's right. Yeah. Tualatin was when uh, there was a tennis – event that featured God, who was the doubles team that were brothers? Like the, the Nelson- Bryan brothers? Yes. The Bryan brothers. I think it was the Bryan brothers. One of the Bryan brothers. Sure. They had a big tennis event coming to town. <laughs> and he and one of the Bryan brothers, they were in it, and one of the Bryan brothers read a spot uh, okay. and pronounced it Tuliton and they didn't change it. Because <laughs> I guess they just—they probably just had him in, had him read it. They probably had Nobody him read like it. thirty in a row, yeah. and he just ripped right through it. And, and they like, just yep, played it. Tulatin. Like, well, we've got him, so we might as well just throw it out there. <laughs> Tulatin. Anyway, uh, yeah. Real quick, I wanted to say this on your. Th- so, uh, Buckley, you are sober for all of two weeks. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really sound very impressive because it's not. Well, you're doing the 30-day dry dock thing. A lot of people like to do it right after New Year's, and I don't because, one, it's the football playoffs. Two, my birthday's at the start of February, and the Niners were in the Super Bowl. So I go this year, and I haven't done this before. I'm going Super Bowl to March Madness, and I'm just not going to have anything. So I I want to disseminate one thing that I feel could help some people, including you. Mm. Well, maybe not you, but I want – so I love the drink. Have always <laughs> dabbled in the drink. I have before, so 2018, I got a DUI. Mm-hmm. And I had to, once I got a DUI, you have to, and like, like it is no fun. Do not get a DUI. <laughs> do not drive drunk. Just call the damn Uber. But when you get one, you go through the system and it is not easy. It's rigorous. It's not easy. So, everybody handles that differently. For me, the easiest way to handle everything that came after my DUI was do not drink until you're out of everything. That was the easiest way for me to do it. A lot of people try to skirt the system. They try to... Oh, you mean out of the hoops that you're having to jump through? Okay. Because... But you're like out of everything. I'm like, you mean out of the booze? Here's a a fun fact. You want a fun fact? When you get a DUI... You're not going to want to drink right after you get the DUI. At least if you're like me, I, I was. It was a horrible night in my life. Of course, it was a. Uh, it was just. It was. It was. Uh, it, it made me. It made me not want to drink. In the immediate days after, right? Understandable. The yeah. best time to drink after DUI is right after it because you're not into the system yet. Right. Once you get into the system. My advice to you, if anybody out there gets a DUI, do not drink. Just don't, because there are so many ways they're trying to catch you drinking while you are in the system and going through all the hoops to, you know, uh, to 
pay your price. Yeah, your penance. So I went sober for, or uh, I did not drink for almost a year. Okay. And what I can tell you, this is the, this is the only thing I want to tell you about the 30-day dry dock. The 30-day thing, I've done that a couple of times uh, in my life previously. And it's nice because, I mean, 30 days without drinking is good for you. Well, and you yeah. feel good. In general, like, I, I do feel over the last two weeks, I have slept a little bit better. My body feels you, a little bit better. Course. I mean, it just... Yes. And that's, and that's why I'm doing it, not because I'm like, oh, I need to prove... I'm just like, I'll just do a little reset. Here. Right. And that's what most people do it for, and that's great. I would my advice to anyone who really wants to examine their relationship with alcohol go a year. And if you Maybe do, I will. If you do that, if you go through all the phases of your life, go through a vacation dry. The holidays. Go through the holidays dry. Go through the ups and downs of just life, life parenthood. Yes. Yeah. Your kid if you if you go through all of the things that you go through in a typical year if you if you experience all of them sober when you get on the end of that you will your relationship with alcohol should change if you're paying attention yeah yeah that is way different than 30 days and comparing the two, I learned in in hindsight, I learned nothing about thirty in thirty days. Even sure. though I thought it was make, great, that makes sense to me. But if you go a year, I'm telling you, if you really want to change your relationship with alcohol, it happened in my life, and to this day, it has stayed this way. Go a year, Buck. Thanks for filling in. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. It was fun. We're back Monday. We'll do uh, it again. Souk is back Tuesday. Thanks to the Oregon uh, International Auto Show for having us. And Ortner. Uh, and thanks to Ortner for filling in at short notice. We're back Monday, three seven on Thank night. Ships of Spain, red ships of Spain. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.